Recorded live. Salawam, salawam, Allah. Once again, you're now under the sounds of the Israelite school of Yahweh and Yahweh Shah coming out of Durham, North Carolina. And tonight we have a um, pretty interesting show. Um, perhaps after tonight, many of you may decide that you may not want to tune in to the show anymore because this truth may cut you tonight. And what we teach is the truth, according to the Bible, according to as it is written, according to Isaiah 28, verse 10, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Meaning that the Bible cannot be read in a chronological order as you would just pick up some book and read. It has to be read a little here, a little there, a little of the Old Testament, and a little of the New Testament through the spirit of Yahweh to make it all make sense. So, you know, I want to say, um, to Yasha Allah, to those of you that's asleep. And tonight's show, um, you know, I send out the mass emails every week. So many of you, um, you've seen the title. The title of tonight's show is A Lust and Pleasure. Whoremongers and Israel. You always hear a lot of Israelite camps talk about, um, you know, the woman. Eve is off. My ribs off and so on and so forth. Well, tonight, we're going to talk about the whoremongers. And we're not talking about people that's not in the truth. We're talking about men that's actually established themselves as priests, a so-called priest, should I say, and they're playing whoremongers throughout Israel, sticking their rod up in this sister and that sister, sticking their rod up in other brothers' wives, and so on and so forth. And I'm going to tell you something, man. The Most High is going to put the spirit on men pretty soon to deal with men like that. And a lot of men with that spirit of whoremongering on them is going to be put to death through the spirit. And you mock my word. So I'm warning you. I'm warning you. Any of you that decide to come to the Israelite school of Yahweh and Yahweh Shah, you better be extremely careful of what you do concerning our women. Because we get very, very serious about our women. So if you come into our school with that spirit or whoredom on you, you might just get put to death. Now, I'm going to put that out there, and this is not a game, because many of you, you think this is a game. Some of you men, you've been in the truth for a long time, and you're like damn vagabonds in Israel. Wherever you go, you create mistress. So before, you know, we go into the topic tonight, I would like to start this show off as I generally do for those um, people that may be new into the truth. And when I say new, you know, if you've been in the truth six months, a year, you know, two years, you should be not, you should not be out there trying to teach. You still should be running. You know, you want, you got someone that needs to be te- taught, then you refer them to the priest or someone that's over you. You should not be out there trying to teach giving wrong information. That's one bad thing that's going out through Israel now. All these different camps were um, um, raising up, and your elder has been in the truth six months. 
That's madness, man. You got all these people that's apt to be teachers, but they're unlearned. So, you know, um, again, for those that's new to the truth, um, when you read the Bible and get a proper understanding, the so-called Negroes is a tribe of Judah. The so-called West Indian people is a tribe of Benjamin. The so-called Haitian people is a tribe of Levi. The so-called Dominican people is a tribe of Simeon. Our brothers and sisters of Negro descent in Panama and Guatemala is a tribe of Zebulun. The so-called Puerto Ricans of Negro descent, not the ones that mixed in with Esau, is the tribe of Ephraim, the so-called Puerto Ricans. The so-called Cubans is a tribe of Manasseh, of Negro descent. The so-called North American Indians is a tribe of Gad. And I do not mean those people that you see in these Western movies. That is a mixed seed. I'm talking about the true natives, the true natives that's actually many, which is indigenous to this land of Negro descent is a tribe of Gad. The so-called Seminar Indians is a tribe of Reuben. And they were so-called black people beyond the saddle of a doubt. That is undisputable. That is unrefutable. Our brothers and sisters in Argentina all the way to Chile of Negroid descent is the tribe of Nafatali. Our brothers and sisters in Colombia to Uruguay is the tribe of Asher. All the way down to the so-called Mexicans make up the tribe of Issachar. When you read the Bible and get a proper understanding, they make up the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. Now, um, you know, before we get started on this topic, lust pleasures and these whoremongers that's going out through Israel, because, you know, the brothers was just banging hard on the sisters last week. And, you know, time and again, I hear bad reports against these wicked men in Israel. And that's silent. These men are never put on blast. And many of these men, again, the most high is going to put spirit on men that put your ass to death. If you stick in your ride and, you know, another man's rib and you just running from this rib to that rib like you're still in the world, you're going to be dealt with. Now, you can like that, understand it, believe it or not. Now, um, another thing I want to say, man, you, you, you know, you had a brother on the show last week that say, well, you know, we shouldn't use the word church and so on and so forth. You know, um, before you could actually teach anyone, the first thing that you have to do is to set your own house in order. You should be not trying to teach the Akram without setting your house in order first. If your live is controlling over you and manipulating you because your carnal is hell, and you know your your rib is often wicked, and she's dictating how your life goes, you should not be coming on this show and teaching. I'm going to shut your ass down the next time you try to come on here and teach and put some maps. You cannot tell these people not to use the word church when you can't read the whole Bible in Hebrew. So don't be ridiculous. Don't scare people away from the truth. Now, I sit here and I listen to this madness um, last week for an hour and a half that went on, just pushing a lot of magic. The, the, the people, you run from the Bible, from the King James. The word church is in there. Now, we know it means something different in Hebrew, but unless you think you can sit down and teach these people in total Hebrew, then you teach the people based on what they know 
And then when you get them more into the truth, then you teach it. You've got to deal with wisdom. But don't condemn people for using the word church, Lord. They have to learn. You have to learn. So don't condemn people like that, man. And with that, you know, um, this thing, this, this lust, this lust, and we're talking about whoremongers. Tonight we're not talking about harlots, these daughters of adultery. We're talking about these men, many of which declare themselves and have set themselves up as priests, but you're wicked as hell. So the scripture says in Ecclesiastes in the Bible, the 12th chapter, verse 14, for Yahweh shall bring every work into judgment. So everything that you did, Negro, everything that you've done, you're going around here, you're sticking your rod up in all of these sisters and messing your lives up. Everything that you've done, Negro, the Most High will bring every work to judgment. You're going to be judged for it, and you might be put to death with every secret thing. So everything you think you're doing in secret, you think you're slick, the most I see you, the most I see you, you coming on the show, many of you trying to teach you, you know you don't have your house in order. Man, sit your house in order. Then you try and teach. You get your house in order first. Let me read it again. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. For the most high shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So if you aren't there doing evil, you you sitting down and you watching porn like Kahan Yachanan brought out last week. Many of you are Israelite men and you watching porn. You sitting down and you watching porn with your wife and trying to turn her out because you wicked as hell. And you will be dealt with. You're going to be judged for that. You think you got away with it, but the Most High is going to judge you for that. You're going to be judged for that. Everything that you do, all of you men that's going around messing with this system, messing with that system, and then leaving, turning into a damn track star. Trying to act like you're a damn pinball machine, you hit this, you hit that. Then you move on and mess up the next sister life. Guess what? You're going to be judged for that. You're going to be judged. You're going to be judged. And, and, and that's what it's coming to. So in this day and age, today, everyone wants sex. What's everyone? Sex is good whenever and wherever it is. As long as it makes you happy. That's what they say. Uh, I'm just having an affair. But sexual immortality is a reason for sickness and other causes of imprisonment. What do you mean, Dr. Doc? How how does sex used to imprisonment? Well, let's look at the book of Exodus, the 20th um, chapter, verse 17. And it reads as thus. Thou shalt not convert thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. So, first of all, and I, I, I'm going to hit you with something. A lot of you brothers and you sisters, you're guilty of this. You know you're married. You know that sister is married to someone else, brother. You ain't got no darn business hugging on another man's wife or meeting her in private for coffee or something, talking about you just want to talk, or you teaching her the scriptures. That's off as hell. So Rock 9, verse 9, she said, not at all with another man's wife, nor hold her in her arms. So you ain't got no damn business hugging her, man. And I'm kind of upset tonight, man. 
Because we got a lot of wicked men in Israel, and no one's talking about the men. It's always about the sister. Oh, my wife, my red, my Eve, she's this. Yeah, but a lot of you, you men are off as hell. So, you know, many often fall in lust based on beauty. You know, the priest was trying to counsel a brother, and you know who you are, brother, and I don't care if you don't like it. You know who you are. Um, trying to counsel you about your rib, but he was so just caught up into her beauty, just locked into her beauty. Um, and, and, and the priest turn and you know, direct you right, but you ain't want to hear it. Most eyes going to judge you for that. You think you got away with it, but you mark my words somewhere down the road, she's going to betray your ass. She's going to betray you. She's going to betray you. And you watch that come to pass. So, you know, many of our, you know, people, men and women, you know, they, 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 they're carnal as hell, so they get in relationships based on beauty or the beauty of a thing. Oh, my car, my home, the beauty of a person. So we see what he or she would be like in bed based solely on lust. So a woman, you know, will and have many of them left their husband because she fell in love with a brother that had so-called good hair. Shirley here, hazel eyes. He was a smooth talker, a real so-called ladies' man. Excuse me. Then later on, find out that he's abusive. The Negro don't want to provide anything for. You know, he he, he might be abusive to a children if she already has some. He still lives with his parents. I mean, just for example, and these are real life situations. That I know of. So Ecclesiasticus, the book of Sirach, 11 verse 2 says, Stumble not at beauty of the beauty of a woman and desire her not for pleasure. Many of you can't get past that. You know your woman is off, but you stumble at her beauty and you're not strong enough to um, put her away because your carnal is hell. No side is going to deal with you for that. So relationships are never to be based on sex alone, but never to be based on beauty alone. Lust-filled women have often married for the wrong reasons and end up supporting a broke, unemployed, unambitious, whoremongering man that won't walk two damn blocks to try and fill out a job application or try to do something for himself. Nick will get on the corner and sell some oils trying to make money some kind of way. Book of Sirach, 25 and 22. A woman, if she maintains her husband, is full of anger, impudence, and reproach because it's not in her nature to have to take care of you. Many of you men are going out here, you're marrying multiple women just so they can take care of you. But if you sit down and you talk to the women, they're full of anger. They're angry. Oh, he, he won't do this. He won't do that. He won't do this. I mean, this is going on in Israel. So this type of relationship has all, all of these type of relationships always in badly, always in bad. The woman who married for lust has to take care of her spouse, and she's angry. She's angry and imputed, designed to get out of that relationship. You got know, sisters that sleep with men. I'm just based on lust. Let me sorry. Regret it. That's your husband now. Some wives have even take, 
taking out death contracts on their husband to collect their insurance, to collect their insurance. And you've got men that's done that also. Men also not content in their marriage, which actually was spoiled because it was actually based on lust, often, you know, entertain coworkers at work if the Negroes got a job, marry women at work, messing with another brother's wife, which leads to more trouble that have gotten some thrown in jail and some put to death. And some put to death because you was caught in the act of adultery and you, you got put to death. That was the judgment of the most high. So Rock 9 verse 9, Ecclesiasticus, to those of you that don't understand, so Rock and the Holy Apocrypha, Jesus thus, sit not at all with another man's wife, nor sit down with her in thy arms. Now it's crystal clear. That means your husband don't have no darn business hugging another man's wife at all. At all. Not sitting with her at all. Well, I'm coming to tie the dog. He here? No, he's not here. My wife is not going to let you in. Last it for me without calling me. You come over to my house and ask to come in, and I'm not there. You might get shot. You might be lucky you don't get shot. Because that, that's wicked. That's how wickedness gets stirred up in Israel. What I look like going over another Kahan Yakanan's, Kahan um, Shael or Obadiah's house, and I know he's not home going over there Yakanan there, that's the spirit of Satan, man. That's the spirit of Kosh right there, man. So Rock 9 was not sit not at all with another man's wife, nor sit down with her in thy arms, and spend not their money with her on wine. She just came back from vacation. Oh, let's go to Starbucks and have a cup of coffee. You're wicked. You're wicked. You're, you're, you're too damn worldly. Least thine heart inclined to her. You start to like her. Then everything starts from that initial conversation. And then what do you know? You, you, pretty much you could commit, commit an adultery with your brother's wife. So some men have also married whores, prostitutes, you know, you meet him at a strip club. Me and you still got Israelites to go to strip club. I'm not going to call no names and pinpoint anyone, hoping that they could change their lifestyles. But you can't. You cannot turn a whore into a housewife. You found her in the strip club, and then you try to take her home and make her an Israelite, put on a guard, and she's going to drive you crazy. So all of you that's guilty of this stuff that I'm saying, you must repent. You must repent. And true repentance comes to Hamashiach by keeping the commandments is the only thing that could actually change anyone. First Edges 4 and 26 say, yeah, many there be that have ran out of their wits for women and become servants for their sakes. I know a brother like that right now, but he won't admit it. He won't admit it. You run out of your wits for women, brother. Yet you profess yourself as a teacher? Give me a break. And again, I don't care if you don't like what I'm saying, man. I know I'm going to trump on some stories tonight. Verse 27, First Pages 4 and 27. Many also have perished, have erred, and sinned for women. I, I hope you're hearing me. I hope you're hearing the scripture that I'm reading through the Spirit. See, that verse proves that men have died because of women. 
have gotten killed because of women and made mistakes for women and sin for the forced love of a woman. Many men today are incarcerated because they also have lost their wits for a woman. And men and women alike have come home and found their spouse in the bed with someone else, you know, and causing some to put the adulterer and the adulteresses to death. And what does this system do? The system will lock the man up and lock the woman up. But in the eyes of the Most High, don't you know that's, that's true judgment? That's righteous judgment? You come home, you catch your wife in the bed with someone, the judgment is death. You come home, you catch your husband in the bed with someone, the judgment is death. This is supposed to be a Judeo-Christian country. How come they're not enforcing the laws of the Most High? How come Barack Obama is not enforcing that law? Proverbs 6 and 32. I'm not going to be much longer. Then I'm going to turn it over to the pre shopping now. Proverbs 6 and 32. But whosoever committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding, and he destroyeth his own soul. Verse 33. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. So your, your reproach is not going to be wiped away. You, you, your whoremonging men is going around and messing these sisters' lives up, sticking a lot in these sisters and then taking off. Your reproach is not going to be wiped away. Verse 34, for jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Man, is that going to spare you, man? You can't talk to a man. He walk up in the house, you got your rod up at his wrist, he's going to put your ass to death. And that's, that's righteous judgment. Verse 35, he will not regard any ransom. No, I don't want your money, Negro. Bow. Snuff his life out because you shouldn't have been there anyway. And that's the judgment of the most high. That's a righteous judgment. Now, you can like that, understand it, believe it or not. And with that, um, Kahan Yankanan, I'm going to turn it over to you. Shalom. Kahan Yankanan, the doc spoke well in the spirit. Um, yeah, I'm out on the road, so y'all excuse me, but I had to get in on this call because, uh, again, what's going on is just, I mean, it's atrocious, to say the least, what's happening in Israel today. I want to start off in in the book of uh, 1 John 2.15. Can you get that for me, Obadiah? Uh, can you get him unmuted, Kohan Tazadah, because he's going to uh, read for me. Uh, well, um, uh, it should be uh, Obadiah, you Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, okay, Obadiah's on the line. Okay, there he is. He's unmuted. All right, yeah, First John 2.15. Yeah, we got a lot of Israelites out there that, man, still love the world. And I want to speak to the men tonight, man. A lot of men, man, that still got this insatiable appetite to behave uh, like the heathen, man. And the Most High is going to expose you, and he's going to do it tonight, man. You're no longer going to be able to cloak yourself behind the, the disguise of being an obedient Israelite. You're a wicked Israelite, and we're going to put the light on you tonight, man. You are not going to be able to keep going around because now our people, we got to warn our people against you, man. They're, those Israelites, uh, they're, again, they're Israelites in, in what they say but not in what they do, and they wear the badge. Uh, and they use it as an excuse uh, to commit all types of whoredoms. I mean, you you like a crooked cop, man. 
a lot of Israelites are out there, man, taking advantage of novice, uh, a lot of these women that don't uh, know any better. But we're going to put them on notice tonight. Go ahead, bring out what you got. First John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. This is a telltale sign. So all you sisters that may be listening tonight and that are novice in this, you know, we got to stop looking for somebody that's telling you there's some way, but showing you there's somebody else. You know, a lot of these Israelite men still are very worldly, and they still love the world. They're still using the same old-school rap as a lot of uh, Negroes did back in the 80s to, you know, to win women. And you can't fall for this. When you come into this, you become a new creature. And a lot of these guys are still coming with the same thing. Read on. First John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Come on, so a lot of these brothers don't have the love of the Father. So you, you can't be deceived. You cannot be deceived. You've got to see through his evidence. Continue. Verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. Stop right the there. Most of you women are being taken because the Negro, just he's just lusting after how you look. He, he's even approaching you from a worldly mindset. And you need to, to, you know, take notice of that. If a man is looking you up and down and always talking about your body and, and pressuring you to get uh, you know, in between your legs, and he's he's worldly. That's a worldly Israelite, and you need to head for the hills. Read First John two sixteen. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father. That's not of the Father. He over there gooking at you and and trying, making you all his promises and stuff, and he don't have a damn thing to show for it. He show up at your spot with nothing. <laughs> you the one that got the house. You got the car. You got the job. But he said, hey, here I am. I- I'm your Israelite in shining armor. <laughs> and-, and he don't have nothing. Read on. Right, right, right. But it's of the world. That's of the world, man. That's a worldly mentality. Give me uh, the book of, uh, uh, keep reading, read on. Verse 17, and the world passeth away. The world passeth away. Stop right there. Just like many of your relationships. That's how, you know, it's temporal. They come in and then they leave out. And the world passeth away. A worldly Israelite, that's all he does, man. He goes from pillar to post, corrupting, you know, uh, the daughters of Zion. That's what he'll do. And he'll leave a trail wherever he goes, man. The most high, he's not slack, man, concerning judgment. And he's going to deal with this behavior. And, you know, you're going to hear very soon, man, that he's, the most high is going to put people to, like that to death, man. Israel is not going to be able to run rampant through, through this nation. You know, judgment is going to start in the house of the most high. And the most high is going to bring harsh judgment against the transgressors of, of our nation, man especially those that claim the household of faith. Give me a 1 Thessalonians 5.21. See, we got to have there, there are two types of thinking that are out there. 
You got concrete, and then you got abstract. The Hebrews were concrete thinkers, meaning we dealt with we dealt with the senses, the touch, the smell, and the hearing, but we used that to prove, and that's what we don't do anymore. They have taught us to think uh, abstract thinking, where abstract thinking is is just elusive thinking. That's where you get all this philosophy from and this Greek type of doctrine, this Western civilization where, you know, the Big Bang Theory, just stuff that's all out in the air that can't be proven. And that's how they taught us to process the scriptures. Your eyes were meant to be focused on the most high. Your ears were meant to hear from the most high. Your flesh was your desire for the things of the Heavenly Father. But there are a lot of these Negroes that don't possess that character, and they got this abstract thinking, and then they deceive people by it because we become abstract thinkers ourselves. We, we hope that he's going to be a, a righteous Negro. We hope that he's going to be an Israelite. A lot of these women, oh, my knight in shining armor, he may be, he's going to be somebody one day. That Negro needs to be a man. He's a grown man, and he needs to conduct himself, and if he doesn't have that evidence with him, you need to turn the other way. Stop accepting that type of behavior. So we're going to expose that Negro tonight. Read. First Thessalonians 5 and 21. Prove all things. It's, it doesn't fact. say, hold on, I'm sleek out. Prove all things. It don't say just accept whatever he tells you. Sister, you got to do better than that. And to you Negroes that's coming with that nonsense, the most high is shining the light on you. It's like raid on roaches tonight. That's right. Yeah, man, you don't come with that. He ain't got nothing to show for it except I'm an Israelite. Hell, uh, the Ronald McDonald uh, man, you know, he got more to show for it. <laughs> That's right. You know, That's this right. is the Israelite in, in costume. Don't be wild by the uniform. Don't be wild by the title. And see, we have been taught to get uh, trapped up in euphoria and feel good. Feel good, message. He make me feel good. But he don't have a pot to piss in. He don't mm-hmm. have a character of a man of the most high. He don't want to give you a big wedding. He just want to stick his rod in you. He don't want to do a ketubah or a contract. He just want to lay with you. And then he say, we married. What about the That's aspect right. of, of doing it the Hebrew way now? We don't have That's to do it in that way. We're not in war times. Why ain't nobody talking about, if a brother ain't talking about, let's uh, get your family involved. Let's get the priest involved. Let's have a wedding. Let me court you for six months. Let's do the ketubah like the way the Hebrews used to do it. That's right. They ain't talking like that. Oh, I got about ten wives. Yeah, yeah. I just made this one my my, my rib the, uh, the other Saturday night after y'all getting high on Hennessy. Right. Come on. Yeah, go ahead, read what you got. First Thessalonians 5 and 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. You got to prove all things. You got to prove these Negroes. You got to prove these Israelites. Everybody that say they are the father, man, not are the father. And you got a lot of them that are wolves in sheep clothing, man. That's our people. That ain't just a pork chop eating pastor. That's the Israelites that have been in it 15 years plus, 25 years plus, 30 years plus. It's going off into their own lust, man. The word lust deals with his desire. You know, give me the book of James, Obadiah, if you don't mind. 
man driven into his own lust. I believe it's James uh, one fifteen. One fifteen come. Yeah, I had to get in on this call tonight, even though I'm driving through a little inclement weather. But that was not going to stop me, all praises to the Most High, to getting in on this call. Because too much of this has got to stop. And like Kohan Tazadak said, the Most High is going to use us. And I can't wait to put some of you Negroes to death. Because uh, just judgment ain't going on in the earth. We can't wait for Hamashiach to do it. That's right. Habakkuk 1 4 said, Just just it don't never go forth, but we're supposed to establish the kingdom in the earth. And so, like Kyle Tasha Doc said, there's going to be certain camps you ain't going to be able to get away with. And we don't care what happened to us. We don't care if we go to jail for righteousness' sake. We don't care. They're killing us anyway. If we're going to die, let's die for righteousness' sake. So you can't come with that foolishness over here, man. We're not putting up with it because you got brothers here that ain't afraid to die. That's right. For what's, for what's right. Go ahead, read what you got. Huh? I'm going to start at 14, James 1, 14. Huh? But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So you got a lot of brothers, that's just, they see you sisters, and they like, yeah, I want to get with that sister. Or pray on a sister. Oh, she knew in this. She don't know nothing about me. She don't know nothing about my track record. She don't know nothing. And I can... I can uh, deceive her. You know, the, Satan, the scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee. So we got to, you know, you sisters, one of the things I just want to put you on notice tonight, you know, be be watchful. You have a responsibility to be watchful when you come in to this truth and not fall for every time Dick and Harry that comes your way saying he's an Israelite. He needs to possess the characteristics of an Israelite. Read on. Verse 15, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Now, they and sin, and you can tell by their character. You can tell a lustful Negro because he ain't keeping no commandments. He breaking the Shabbat. He ain't breaking new moons. He doing all types of stuff. He buying and selling on the ship. Baby, let me go get you something. You know Shabbat. You looking around like, what the hell is wrong with this Negro? He done went to the store and bought you something on Shabbat. Come on, the signs are there. A, a, a righteous tree cannot bear forth wicked fruit, corrupt That's fruit. True. Neither can a, a corrupt tree bring forth righteous fruit. You, a lot of times the evidence is there. Just wake up and take a look. It'll be there. Read on. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So sin, when, it, when it's finished, and it brings destruction. That's why many of these sisters' lives are destroyed from these wicked Negroes, man, these wicked Israelites. It, it brings destruction. That's the evidence. And you don't think he's going to bring that destruction to you? He already did it to a bunch of others, and you don't think it's coming to you? Oh, it's different this time with you, right? You special. No, you got to get some education. And we got to comprehend that these brothers don't mean any well. They have forsaken the, the Heavenly Father. And so they have no intentions on doing what's right. All they want to do is now is to corrupt all those that are, will be corrupted. You know, we got to get to the place where we're establishing the laws. Give me my last scripture. Give me the uh, book of uh, First Kings, I believe it's uh, 2 and 2. We're showing yourself a man. That's right. 
Because a lot of these men are not men. They come off as men, and, and a lot of our women are being deceived, and they're, they're uh, displaying that they're men. They got deep voices, but they still are little boys. They're still little boys. Because as an Israelite, you graduate from being a son of your father to the son of the Torah. That's what the Bar Mitzvah was all about. That's what our coming of age was about. That's what, what being t- at 12 years old, you were supposed to be the son of the Torah, meaning the law, statutes, and commandments of the Heavenly Father. That's what governed you. Your father no longer had to spank you with, with uh, you know, with the rod. He no longer had to discipline you, but you were going to be ruled and governed by the Torah. And that's what being a son of the Torah is, and that's what makes you a man. But many of these brothers are not men, and you can tell by their Torah observance, or should I say that, the lack thereof. They have no Torah observance. They are not law abiders. And y'all got to do some investigation. Investigate these people based on their character. Just because you'd have seen them on YouTube, now they're a YouTube star, now they're in your house and in your bed. You got to prove this. You got to prove it. You, do, you would do more than that in the world. Man, hell, um, you know, you get more information from the dude in the club than some of these sisters are getting from these Israelites. And I'm not, you know, not just coming hard on the sisters, but you got to be well. I want to put you on notice. This is love from your brother. Put you on notice. Get the information. Don't be so fast to, you know, to give it up just because they said they're Israelites. Go ahead, read what you got. First Kings, chapter 2, verse 2. I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. Now, the word show, Obadiah, what does that break? Shoot, what does that word break down into? And when we look up this word, show in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word hayah, and it means to come to pass or to become. So it means to become a man. So how right. do you become a man? Because they're saying he's getting ready to go to where. So he was telling us, look, become a man. And this is how you become a man. Read. Be thou strong, therefore become thyself a man, verse 3, and keep the charge of the Most High. Now you're, supposed, you're supposed to keep the charge of the Most High. I mean, you're supposed to keep the laws of the Most High. So when a brother, I don't care how much of an Israelite he say he is, if he's not keeping the laws, statutes, and commandments, if you haven't proven that he does keep it, then he's not a man. He has not become a man. They can like that, accept it, believe it or not. I don't get, I give less than a darn. I don't want to offend nobody. Less than a darn uh, how man he's been in the truth. If he's not Torah observance, he's still, he's a son of Satan. Because Satan is the one that he listens to, not the Torah, which is of the Heavenly Father. Read on. The charge of Yahweh to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. And, and, for, and for you to know that, you would have to know. If you've been listening to uh, a particular uh, group of men or some priests and, and you've been proving what they've been saying is lining up with the Scriptures, you, and you have an opportunity to, to learn, don't allow Satan to come in and take you from that. Because, because now all of a sudden you, you're a little, uh, you got a little hot in your pants. 
This is not a fleshly move. This is this is a move by the word, you know. And, and after that, you know, that's it. That's that becomes your your husband. You stuck okay. with him. That's you right. stuck with him now because you, you know really dealing fleshly. So we got to begin to prove these things. So all you sisters listening tonight, prove these things. A lot of these, a lot of wicked Negroes won't like this show, man. They like that. Now we ain't gonna be able to cloak ourselves now. That's right. We're putting the light on you tonight. And like I said, we'll we put that other light, too, the light from the sword. If you come to the Israelite school, you're all in your shop playing games. There's no game playing here. It's not that we are sons of the Torah, man, and we go by the law. And if you're an Israelite, the one thing you would have to do is to be willing to execute what you believe. The Bloods and Crips do it. Uh, MS-13 does it. ISIL's doing it. The only people that don't do it is these lukewarm Israelites. Talking about how Mashiach will uh, uh, deal with it. How uh, Mashiach don't deal with it. If some, you caught a man raping your wife, are you going to wait for a Mashiach to deal with it? Of course not. So with that, I say shalom. Time. Sure. Don, I'd like to say something. <laughs> Pray right. Yeah, this is uh, Brother Obadiah. Brother yeah. no, Obadiah, just one second, just one second. I, I have a Negro, not to cut you, but I have a Negro in the room right now, Texan, who's trying to um, go contrary to everything that we're saying because he's a wicked Negro. And this is the type of Negro that I'm talking about. Now, he's in the room saying, um, you know, he's talking, um, he's texting and rocking down his teaching. Um, um, why, where, where does it say in the Torah that a man has to be successful? So this movement is basically saying, and I'm telling him in the room, that a man has a responsibility to look out for his family and his wife. He has an obligation. I asked him, you know, when he said, well, where, where does it say in the Torah um, that you've got to be successful? And that's not a Negro is, man. He's trying to twist words around. Now, when did we use the word that you've got to be successful in Esau's word? Well, he said you've got to be you know, responsible and look out for your family. That's what That's you right. gotta do. And if you don't like that, then Shalom have a nice day. But go ahead, Obadiah. I just want to put that out there. And what is the big nigga that in court with? He typed you it see, in the room. Look, we yeah. had just brought it out. Not to cut you, but we had just brought it out. We knew some demons was gonna come up tonight because they didn't expose. That nigga probably ain't got excuse me, ain't got no job, sitting on his ass. And twiddling his thumbs and waiting for his woman and using Isaiah four and one to uh to promote that nonsense. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Like a man could be he said a man could be responsible for appropriating the fight. No, nigga, you get your lazy ass out of work and do something. Be productive. You know? Be productive, man. And see, that's the problem with the so-called uh, Negro male, man. There's a lot of these men like this, and that's why we had to do this call tonight, man. And they're coming up. They're coming out of the woodworks. This Negro's exposing himself. Con. Con. Okay. Well, in light of that, I'd like to take a minute um, and to reflect on a couple of things. For one, I think it would. we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of a teaching on what it is to be uh, exactly as a, a wife and a husband according to the law. You know, we're going to get into that and get into a little bit of the Hebrew mindset because 
two points here. Number one, we got a lot of wicked brothers in Israel, as we've been bringing out, that are doing all stuff with women. And two, a lot of our women, they have no value to themselves. Just give up their body like it ain't nothing, you know, and, and doing things that are contrary to the law. So first of all, we're going to deal with this comment that was said. Um, I like to go to, I'm going to go to First uh, Timothy 5 and 8. First Timothy, the book of 5, First Timothy, verse 5 and 8. All right? So, and it says, it says, but if any, if any, provide not for his own, and especially for the household of faith, he have denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So the scripture is telling you that you got to provide for your household. I mean, we know, according to scripture, that the man is the strongest vessel. What, the woman is supposed to go out there and work for you, Negro? She's supposed to go out there and support the whole household while you sit back and don't do nothing? So when you make a statement like, where does it say in Torah, where does it say in scripture where a man has got to be successful, success is just taking care of your family. That's what success is, you know, and the scriptures prove that. The book of Second Thessalonians, let me get that, Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse, and starting at verse 10. It says, for even when we were with you, we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Because when you go to the Hebrew mindset and you study the job of a husband, the husband was to build a house. The husband was to plant the vineyard. He was a farmer or a cultivator of the land in which the Most High gave us. So he was the one doing all the physical labor. You see what I'm saying? I mean, they didn't, you weren't working at uh at no warehouse and things of that nature during that time, you had to get out there with your own hands and with your own body and produce something to provide for your family. So in today's time, that constitutes you going out and getting a job. How you look with no job calling yourself an Israelite? You have no means whatsoever to provide for your family. That's off. That's backwards. You know, I don't care what brother don't like it. You, there's no way that you can prove that you can just sit around and do nothing and let your woman support you by Scripture. So, you know, uh, we got to do all things according to Scripture. It's almost too silly to even bother taking the Scriptures to do it, but you got other people who may not know that. But for any brother out there that don't know that, yeah, you got to work. You can't serve the Most High, have a family, children out there, and you don't provide for them. Second Thessalonians 3 and 11, uh, 10, let me read that one more time. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. See that? For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. And that's what a lot of these brothers are, man. What are you doing with all that time that you got? It ain't like you somewhere studying the Word, studying the Torah, out on the street, really teaching. A lot of these brothers, man, they spend the majority of their time busybodies, going from house to house, sister to sister running up in this sister, running up in that sister. And, again, that's the evidence that you are not a man. That's just one of the signs. But if a Negro come to you, he don't work, he don't have a job, and he looking for a sister to provide all the time, that's a wicked Negro, man. And that's not scripture. Now, the book of the Sarah 7 and 15, and it says this, hate not labor's work. And this was a command to the men. It said, neither husbandry, for the most high have ordained. That word husbandry is not really talking about like a husband to a wife, but husbandry is an old English word 
for hard labor, especially in the field like sowing, like farming. That's what the word really goes into. Because as I stated before, during that time, you, that's how you provided for your family. You went out there and worked with your hands. If you didn't go out there and work with your hands and do something, your family didn't eat. Because the sisters didn't work. The commandment was for you to get with your wife, cleave to your wife, and you and her. And then you provided for that sister. You brought her into your house, your home. Now, from there, I want to go a little bit into the Hebrew mindset, because this is something that a lot of us have uh, forgotten. And Preshach and I brought out a little bit ago, he was talking about concrete thought and abstract thought. See, most of us in America today, we have uh, abstract thinking. You know, we basically just believe things because somebody tells us or because a lot of people say so, but not based on any physical or concrete evidence. And that's why this whole Western civilization is going downhill fast. The marriage, as far as divorce rates, are real high. A lot of people are not uh, getting married anymore. They got these weird live-in arrangements. They sleep with this person this week, next week, jump up and go sleep with someone else. You know, all of this is not the way it was initially uh, done amongst our nation. And this is what we got to return back to. So I want to read a little bit of this ancient Hebrew wedding. It said the ancient Hebrew weddings were quite different from the, from the uh, couple for the couple because they were matched together. The parents of both the bridegroom and the bride were intimately involved in this process, which could take place long before the couple were marriageable age. You see that? It says, then when the prospect couple or prospective couple came to age, the bridegroom would go to the father of the prospective bride to make the necessary arrangements. However, these were not the kinds of arrangements common to a modern wedding. Rather, they worked out a marriage contract or covenant called a ketubah. Once the details were agreed upon, the father of the prospective bride called his daughter into the room. A cup of wine was poured for the bridegroom, and it was offered to her. And if she accepted the cup and drank from it, they were officially betrothed in the eyes of Hebrew law. Okay, they were then considered married, and only, and only a legal divorce could separate them. Now, this betrothal period could, take, could last as much as one year, okay? And it goes on to say, however, they could not yet live together as husband and wife. Instead, the bridegroom went back to his father's house to prepare a wedding chamber for his bride. And as we read, I think it's John uh, 14 and 2, Yehoshua said, I go to prepare a place for you. That was uh, spiritually speaking about the whole community or church uh, being his bride, being the Messiah's bride. Not going to go too deep on that end of it, but just dealing with, just dealing with the function of a husband and a wife right now. Because what we got going on today is a complete destabilization. You don't even understand what a husband is or what a wife is or what marriage is, so we just got a bunch of people sleeping together, and we don't understand the responsibility that's behind it. But I want to put this out there because this is concrete thought. This is the way the Most High set it up to be, and it makes sense. It was something tangible. And this was the evidence and proof that a brother was sincerely coming for a sister or if this sister was, you know, for this brother. This is how we did it, man. This is how it went down back then. However, they could not yet live together as husband and wife. Instead, the bridegroom went to his father's house to prepare a wedding chamber for his bride. The chamber was called the Whoopa. It was located on the property of the father of the bridegroom. See that? This was family involved, your daddy has something to do with you just going running out there. It ain't like he just let you run wild like you see today. 
That's the result of the curses. You know, that's the result of the curses. Your father don't have anything to do with the sister that you date. He didn't approve it. He nothing. And for you sisters out there, your dad could care less. A lot of these young sisters, you out all type of the night, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and your father's at home in the bed sleep, and don't even ask you where you're going. You got cell phones. You got all these this modern technology. You texting. You all on these sites and stuff, social media, doing whatever. And your father don't never question you about it. He don't. Know, he don't never come to you and say, "What is that you doing? What boy are you dating? Who are you seeing?" See, this is all. This is all off according to Hebrew thought, and this is what we got to go back to. That's why we got all these sisters out here and all these brothers running rampant. And when you go on to read this, uh, I'm going to read a little bit more. It says it was the responsibility of the bridegroom to prepare this place, and the Hebrew is called Rupa. But he had to go and prepare a spot to take his bride to in that way that was pleasing to the bride. And it was the responsibility of his father. So it's like the brother that's going to get this sister. He had to go back to his father's house, establish a place there on his father's land, or sometime it was within his father's house. And he had to prepare a place to bring this sister to. And the brother's father had to be the one to say, okay, this thing is right. And then after a period of time, you know, the father would periodically come in and check on this place. I'm just, and I'm only bringing this out to show you how far we are off today, just to show you how bad that we all jacked up today. And I'm going to get some scriptures in a minute, but I just want to put this thought out there. So your father had something to do with this. And the father of the bride all the while was communicating back and forth with the father of, uh, the, father of, the, of the brother that was going to marry the sister. So it was a family affair. It was just not two people meeting on the street and just lie with one another and just do whatever like you see today. All right? So I wanted to put that thought out there. And reading on, it says, the wedding was not announced ahead of time. In fact, only the father of the bridegroom knew the day or the hour which the wedding would take place because it was his responsibility to determine when, and again, the Hebrew, the whoopa, or when this place was ready. His son and the bride were ready. So the father was the one that determined that, the father of the bridegroom. Now, I'm going to get a few scriptures here. Let's go to the book of Exodus 22. I just I said a lot of stuff, but let's go to Exodus, the 22nd chapter and the 15th verse. All right. Exodus 22 and 15. And it reads, it says, uh, let's see. Uh, wait a minute, Exodus 22, 22, 16, excuse me. It says, and if a man entice a maid that is not betrothed, meaning if a man, if he sweet talk her, he wow her, he come to her, deceive her, whatever the case may be, entice a maid that is not betrothed, meaning a, a sister that's not engaged or something, and he lie with that sister, he shall surely endow her to be his wife, because that was not the custom. That's why it's a law here that specifies how to deal with those circumstances. That's letting you know it's off. If you went out and slept with that sister, that sister was your wife. If you lay with a sister, that sister is your wife. You lay with her, you stay with her. 17 says, if her father utterly refused to give her to him, because, again, we just looked at the, in the Hebrew way, this was done all out of order. Now, the father could, the father of the sister could come and say, no, nah, I don't want this dude to be my son-in-law. He's the only one that could stop that process. And if he decided to do that because the dude was just foul, he was no account, that brother would have to pay the sister's father for what he did. And I'm going to read it from 17. If her father utterly refused to give her unto him, 
he shall pay money according to the dowry of virgins, which is bringing me to my next point, because sisters was not running around this land with every brother. Back then, among our nation, the daughters of giants were virgins until they were married. That's the custom. That's why it's a special law there for that. You hear me? And I want to read something to you out of Deuteronomy 22 and 15 to prove that fact. Sisters was not, they didn't have, they was not laying up with this, this, this brother, that brother, like we are today. And for a lot of you sisters that's out there that you don't have a man that you're not constant with, you're just sleeping around from this brother to that brother, you can make it right with the father today by stopping that, man. Close your legs, man. You don't have to give it up to every brother that you see. Get some decency about yourself. Put some value on yourself, you know, because this is the temple of the most high that you're dealing with. Can't just be laying with some brother because he shoots you with some line. I mean, come on, man. No value amongst the, uh, the sisters today. Brothers, you got no value about your body. Just doing all kind of all stuff. But the book of Deuteronomy 22 and 15, all right? Now, this is like, let's just say a man gets married in the Hebrew thought. He got married to this sister. When he came time, when it came time for them to get busy or to, to know one another or have sex, and he found that she wasn't a virgin, this brother could take her to the elders. I mean, this was a big deal in our time to show you that this ain't something that we just did. Sisters was virgins for the most part. Now, 22 and, uh, and 13 says, if a man take a wife and go in unto her and hate her and give occasion of speech against her and bring up an evil name upon her and say, I took this woman, and when I came to her, I found her not a maid. That means virgin. You know, I married this sister, got ready to get with her, and I found out she's not a virgin. He could bring charges up on this sister for that. Verse 15, then the father of the damsel and her mother would take and bring forth the tokens of the damsel's virginity because that's how involved the family was. The sister father was that involved. He had garments to wear this sister laid with her husband the first night. He would take this, these uh, tokens of virginity unto the elders of the city and the gate. I'm in Deuteronomy 22, going to verse 16. And the damsel's father shall say unto the elders, I gave my daughter unto this man to wife, and he hated her. And, lo, he have given occasion of speech against her, saying, I found not the daughter, thy daughter a maid, and yet these are the tokens of the daughter's virginity, and they shall spread the cloth before the elders of the city. That's how involved a father was with his daughter. You see that? I mean, that's incredible when you think about what we're doing today. Verse 18, and the elders of the city shall take that man and chastise him. If a brother got with a sister, he lied on her and said, well, no, nah, this sister... When I got with her, she wasn't a virgin, and her father could prove different, they would chastise that brother. A lot of times they would beat that brother, put hands on that brother. And that's how it was back in them days. And those days are coming back, man. As the Most High reestablishing his nation and putting us back the way we're supposed to be, man, there ain't going to be no whoremongers just left with nothing happen to them, run up in mm-hmm. the dances and nobody do nothing. It ain't going to be like that, bro. After a while, brother's going to get tired of you, man. They're going to find you, man, check you up real nice. If you still be around, verse 19, and they shall, and they shall immerse him in a hundred shekels of silver and give them unto the father of the damsel. Because why? All this would happen. They chastised the brother. Brother had to pay money. He had to go through all this. Why? Because he had brought up an evil name upon the virgin of Israel, and she shall be his wife. And then they make that man stay with that woman. After he done done that to her, he had to pay money. The elders would check him rough him up, and then he still had to stay committed to that sister. 
because marriage in the Hebrew thought was a man provided for that sister. You know, we got laws about widowhood. I mean, you, we didn't even leave our women out there just to defend for themselves like you see going on today. That's why it was so, it's so bad when you got a, a, a deceitful, a disgusting brother like that just running around sleeping with sister. And then the sister can't have provide for herself, provide for the children, and he run off somewhere to, to get with the next brother. But, but, right, right. but uh, you mark our words, man. The most high is getting tired of that. You're going to start hearing about brothers. We don't know what happened to the brother. Brother just got got by the most high. He's going to start dealing with you for your wickedness, man. You keep on doing stuff like that. The most high got something for you. He got something for you. And I, like I was saying before, this is not how we got down in, in, in Hebrew, in the Hebrew thought. And that's, that's what we're going to be teaching here in Durham uh, for all you brothers that's close by uh, in the school. We're going to be getting into a lot of these things because we do stuff today, but a lot of things we do, man, we were never intended to do. And my last scripture, I want to get this out uh, and bring it out again, especially for you sisters, man. It's ridiculous, man. 1 Corinthians 3 and uh, 16. The value, our sisters, you have no value on your body. How you just let a man do nothing but talk to you and say something nice and sleep with you, you know? And for you fathers, you got daughters out there, you don't care about what your daughter doing, you don't try to regulate your daughter. You know, I wish I could find this a scripture in the Apocrypha to talk about that. A man is supposed to lose sleep behind his daughter. If he think his daughter could just potentially get with some wicked Negro, he keep a close eye on her, man. He keep her right there, his eyes on her 24-7 to make sure she don't run up with some wicked Negro. And that show you how far off we are. Your daughter out all times of night, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock and stuff. Oh, Daddy, I'm hanging out with some friends. You were laying in the bed talking about, all right, honey, all right, sweetie. That's ridiculous, man. You don't love your daughter. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, it says, Know you not that you are the temple of the Most High and that the Spirit of the Most High dwelleth in you. Verse 17, if any man defile the temple of the Most High, it's going for you sisters because your body is a temple. Your body is the temple of the Most High. He's supposed to dwell there. You know, not, not just anybody. You're not supposed to just lay with anything. The 17th verse says, any man, now I'm going to put that note here, or one man that defile the temple of the Most High, him or her shall the Most High destroy. For the temple of the Most High is pure. It's supposed to be pure and set apart. Which temple you are? You're supposed to be, we, our women are supposed to be virgins and blameless, not done slept with this man and that man. And one final note, I got to get one more scripture, and I'm going to be done. But I want to get um, 1 John, the fifth chapter, 1 John 5, because a lot of people love to quote 1 John 3, and they want to just skip uh, 1 John 5 in the second verse. But I'm going to start at 1. Whosoever believes that Yahweh is the Messiah is born of the Most High, and everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. Verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of the Most High. Now watch. Most people hop on the second part of verse 2, but they don't catch that first part. The second part of verse 2 says, when we love the Most High and keep his commandments. Or we shout it down. A lot of these Israelite brothers you teaching, we love the Most High when we keep his commandments. But what about the first part of that verse? By this we know that we love the children of the Most High. What's that referring to? And when you look it up in the Greek, that word means daughter or son. The word means it's te technon in the, in the Greek, and it means daughter or son. So you prove that you love the Most High when you treat his children right, according to the commandments of the Most High. And a lot of you brothers talking about you love your nation. You are worse 
you are a, a pedophile and so many other words that I could think of right now, but you are worse than a coon because at least mo- most of these coons are letting you know, hey, I don't care for my people. I'm just out for mine. You're worse than a coon because you'll come out and say, well, I love my nation. I'm an Israelite, and then do sisters any old kind of way. That's disgusting, man. What about the commandments how to treat one another? What about the commandments on treating your brother and your sister correctly? That's not right that you go sleep with a sister, then abandon her. So, you know, not to go on and on, but, you know, it's just such a disgusting situation, man. It's so off that it just make you, it just makes you want to just go on. But I'm going to start with this one. But by this, we know that we love the children of the Most High when we love the Most High and keep his commandments. Ain't no commandment to sleep with a sister and leave her. That's not no commandment. The commandment, if you got with that sister, she's your wife. Verse 3, it says, for this is the love of the Most High, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. That's all I got on that. Con, con, um, yeah, I just want to, um, I'm going to open it up for calls, but um, this time it's going to actually be done in decency and in order um, for questions or any kind of feedback. Um, last week, in the previous week, um, we had all, all of the lines unmuted, and things have a tendency to get out of control. So um, henceforth, um, it's going to be done in decency and order. Um, we'll unmute you individually for your feedback. And once again, um, if you happen to be in the um, North Carolina um, area, we're actually the gate um, that's established in North Carolina. Um, again, the Israelite School of Yahweh and Yahweh Shah, 3019 Fayetteville Road, Durham, North Carolina, 27707. Again, that's the Israelite School of Yahweh and Yahweh Shah, 3019 Fayetteville Road, Durham, North Carolina. So if you're in the Durham, the Raleigh, the Cary area, we're actually the gate that's actually been established through the spirit of Yahweh, Yahweh Shah, and North Carolina. Um, with that, um, uh, Moray, um, Shael, are you on the call? you have anything you want to um, bring to the call before I open this up um, um, to the callers for questions or any kind of feedback or what's being brought forth through the spirit tonight? Lori Shael, you on the call, sir? Moray Shael, are you on the call this evening? Yeah, Shawam, I'm on the call. All right, all right. I'm on. I'm on. You have anything you want to bring to the call? Or? Oh, man. The, um, yeah, I want to bring one precept. Uh, that God did the text in uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. Let me get there. That's a shalom to the Akims. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. It reads, it said, A good man leave inheritance to his children, children's children, and the wealth of a sinner laid up for the just. So that debunk what, uh, what the brother said, made the statement we say uh, earlier. Uh, so we gotta we gotta work, you know, okay? Because he's saying, uh, uh, First Chronicles chapter twenty eight verse four, so he chooses what Judah to be the ruler. So how the hell can David right. have been a ruler? How can he have been a ruler broke? <laughs> Solomon wasn't broke. Solomon wasn't broke. He told he told he told he told, he told Adam, listen, your ass gonna work the sweat of your ground. You gonna work the sweat. You gonna sweat. Right. Right. Three nineteen. He gonna work. So 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 what is that? So we got to work to bring you what wealth. Because he brought us out of being put into that show 
mean, he was he talking about he's following Yahushua. Yahushua was a conqueror. What the hell is he doing? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. He worked. Come on. Bring it out. Kurt. Kurt. Come on. That's all right. <laughs> All right, so um, we're gonna go to the caller from um, Illinois. Um, caller from Illinois, you're unmuted. Um, you have any um type of feedback about what's being brought out through the spirit tonight, or you have any kind of questions, anything like to say? Yeah. Hello. Sure, 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 brother. Okay, Shalom. This is um, uh, this is Tiger Fizz from Chicago. All right, how you doing, brother? Oh, um, highly favored. I'd like to say shalom to all my brothers and sisters out there. It's cold out here, man. It's rough. I would like to, huh? Good. Oh yeah. What I'd like to say, like the brother was uh, saying, I agree with him. The part about where he was saying that these brothers out here making all these babies and leaving these sisters. I look at a lot of these shows. It hurt me sometimes, but sometimes you know they say even a fool can teach you something. I look at shows like uh, up here in Chicago, like Maury and all of that stuff. And another thing that make me mad, too, here's a sister up here. You know you've been with her. You calling her all kind of holes and sluts and everything. All right. When you find out that that's um, you, you saying, I don't want to take care of the baby, this beautiful baby, this beautiful uh, king or queen, that's not my baby. I don't care what you say. That's not my baby. When an old Edomite woman come on there and he find out, He's not the father. Well, I don't care what I'm going to do. I'm going to still be in that child's life. That kind of <laughs> makes me mad, you know. That makes mm-hmm. me mad because here it is. You setting up here like the brother say. A lot of people that say they Israel and say they love their brother and sister. My thing is like this. What you are speak so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. You hollering Israel, but you're not, you're not showing that, that manifest yourself as an Israelite, a brother or a sister, you know. Now. With that being said, we got some low-down sisters, too. This child support thing, you know, it gets a little bit out of hand. Now, you think about it. Here it is, okay, you done paid child support. You've been told this is your baby and all. Then the sister come up, well, you ain't the father. I don't need you. You ain't this and that, you know. And a lot of them will go out there. They say, well, I want you to be a man, go out and work and do this and that. But then you tell her to stay home. When you get off from work, you want to cook meals. She say, I do what I want to do. I'm a woman. Just like the like the most high yell child gave us things to do as a man. A man's supposed to work. A woman got her part to do, too. So you can't just put it all on the brothers. Sisters got to take their responsibility, too. Come, 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 come. Uh, thank you for your um, input, Kula. Um But tonight's show was primarily focused on the um, men of Israel. And we're not talking about just the men out there in the street that don't know their Israelites. We're talking about men in this truth, some of which been in the truth for years and still doing wickedness. Now, the reason that we're addressing the men tonight is because so many shows is always about the woman, the red. So, I mean, we we just want, you know, our sisters, um, you know, the beautiful, 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 beautiful daughters of Zion to let them know that the Israelite school of Yahweh and Yahweh Shah is not against righteous, modest sisters. So, I mean, if you're looking for... um, you know, a school or, you know, Akim that's actually going to su- support you and protect you. And if your husband get out of line, it will get to the point that we will lay hands on him to protect you. So, I mean, this show right here tonight is not about badgering the sisters and going against the sisters. We heard enough of that last week. So, um, you know, we try to stay on subject here, um, not to cut your caller, 
But, um, yeah, we're trying to stay focused on the men tonight. We're talking about wicked men in Israel that's been going abroad, um, you know, like he's a damn pinball machine or something, you know, hitting this, hitting that, and then moving on. Um, with that, um, caller from Cleveland, um, you have anything you would like to bring into the call? Any kind of questions? Any kind of input? Anything regarding tonight's message? Caller from Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. You're unmuted. Shalom, Mr. Maha. Shalom. Shalom. Just listen, brother. Just listen. Hallelujah. All right, Shalom. South New York. Caller from South New York. Elvin Matthew, is that you, um, Elvin? Yeah, I'm right here. Um, uh, how you been doing, Elvis? Shalom. Yeah, I've been doing up the same back to you. How about Shalom? How was Shabbat All right, my famous my favorite scripture is Second Chronicles fifteen thirteen. And the Most High said, "All the people that don't want to seek after me." Find them and slay them. That's a very powerful scripture. And I'm trying to stay on what you're focusing on, the men that have discovered that they belong to the Hebrew-Israelite group. You're focusing on these men, how they are supposed to treat. Uh, are you still there, Elvis? I think we might have lost them. Um, Colin Yakinon, can you hear me? God, I can hear you. Yeah, I think he might have um, got um, disconnected from the call there. Um, caller from East Virginia. East Virginia. Have any questions? Anything you want to bring to the call? Caller from East Virginia, you're unmuted. Shalawan, Shalawan. Give honor to the priesthood. I'm truly enjoying the messages on this side. I think it's a powerful information because it needs to be spoken all over uh, the world. Uh, these uh, camps. Praise the Most High. I'm just tuning in. I'm enjoying it. The water, the water, the water. We're trying to, you know, Kawataza, Yasha'Allah. Um, I see the elder um, um, sign back on. Um, he got disconnected there. Elder, you're unmuted. Um, I guess you got disconnected there. You got disconnected. I'm trying to get him back on the line. Great call, by the way. We needed that. Uh, Yeah, I found that scripture, Akim. Can you uh, Obadiah that you wanted while he's getting uh, the elder there? Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 23. Hast thou children, instruct them, and bow down their neck from their youth. Hast thou daughters, have a care of their body, and show not thyself cheerful toward them. Marry thy daughter, and so shalt thou have performed a weighty matter, but give her to a man of understanding. Correct. 
Yeah, that's the scripture that God was looking for concerning, you know, taking care of it for our daughters and give it to an understanding man, not a, not a Negro that don't give a damn. Right, 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 right. Um, South Central Florida, um, you're on the muted corner. Um, you have any questions? You have any kind of feedback or any kind of gripes um, based upon what's actually being brought out tonight through the spirit? Uh, not at all. Um, I want to agree with but, uh, defining yourself as a real man as far as working. Like my father, I was fortunate enough to work with a father that was a construction worker, a plaster. And from the age of eight, you know, we learned how to work and labor and everything like that. And I think a lot of men now, they haven't went through those trials and tribulations of manhood to define themselves as being responsible. And that's why you have a lot of uh, men that are seeking validation from women um, in the, in the na- even, in, even going on to the nation. Like right now, I'm at work right now, and I teach people how to actually work. And with that um, being said, a lot of times we get men that come in here, they don't even know how to work. They they, uh, they have these preconceptions how things are supposed to be perfect and not able to really think on how to survive on their own. So, I mean, a lot of it really goes back to the fathers from the beginning, father's responsibility as far as marriage and family and responsibility, you know, being taught to the children because, that's one of the main things I see missing. Even as far as get, choosing a wife, like for myself, I could never choose a woman that grew up without a father, not a shot at to any woman that, that grew up in an environment. But I always found that um, I would have more uh, love with a woman that was uh, that was raised up by a responsible father. So and um thing is, we just can't be taken by... Uh, the beauty of a woman, you know, because beauty nowadays, you know, they got machines out there. They even got uh, a transgender and all this kind of thing. So you can't be, let beauty take you and uh, deceive you because that's one of the main uh, attractions that the devil uses to, uh, to get man is beauty. So we are captivated by it, you know, but we have to be wise and, and know and trust in, 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 the, in Torah. Uh, as far as the God in our life. So, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Come, come, come. Um, Tawada, Tawada. Um, all right. Call it from South Alabama. South Alabama, you're unmuted. Call it from South Alabama. Shalom, shalom, shalom. It's shalom, shalom, brother. How you doing? Mike, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's wild. Just left his work. I don't know. All I was just listening in. Uh, I feel like one of the main things is, uh, missing really is love. And a lot of things that uh, we really get confused about is what love is. So we always got to take it back and just take responsibility. I was always taught that the best, uh, uh, you have to be accountable for your own actions. Uh, so uh, accountability is our best ability. So we all going to have to be held accountable for our own actions. But then doing that, we have to love and know how to love and understand these laws, statutes, and commandments and all. So we just got to stay around one another to keep building each other up to know what it is to walk right. Like myself, uh, I grew up without a father in the household. He was locked up for 18 years. So pretty much my mom raised me. I learned everything I learned off trial and error. Even when I came into the, even once I first uh, came into the truth and all, 
the first question that was asked to me was, what was my nationality? And I didn't know. So before I can even answer that question, I had to actually think back on it and say, hey, I don't know. I had to accept that, that I didn't know something. And I had to be taught again. And that's the phase that I'm still growing and learning in right now, is being humble and remaining humble so that I can obtain all the knowledge that I can and search it out to or be able to apply it at the same time. So once again, I just feel like it all goes back to the scriptures, just being able to stay and study in that word so we can know what it is that we're supposed to do because our heritage and all has been lost and forgotten about. I mean, because of the sins of our forefathers and all. So I just take everything back to love, just learning how to love, because we got to love ourselves first before you can love anyone else, definitely when you're talking about uh, loving a woman and everything that you know that you have to deal with with, with loving a woman, taking on all her emotional baggage and everything else. Cool. Yeah, um, you know, i just like to, um, you know, bring out a scripture, man. Um, Deuteronomy 22 and 22 says, If a man be found lying with a woman married, to a husband, meaning that this woman got a husband, then shall, then they shall both of them die. Both the man that lay with the woman and the woman, so shall thou put evil from Israel. And you know, as, you know, Kahan Yachanan and Kahan Obadiah was saying, this is what it's going to come to. The Most High is going to put that spirit on men and all oh, you wicked Israelites that's been going around sticking your lot lie, and this woman, that woman, some of the women being married, you're going to be put to death, Negro. I know you don't believe it. I know you don't believe it, but you're going to be put to death. You're going to be put to death. And if your wicked ass is put to death for righteousness, say, praise be to the most high. Praise be to the most high, man. Praise be to the most high. Um, Elder uh, Matthew, are you back on yet, Elder? Uh, Open Matthew, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. So yeah, um, um, I guess you got disconnected there. I know you said mm-hmm. your, your favorite scripture for Second Chronicles 15, I believe, um, verse 13, that whosoever would not seek the Most High, thy power of Israel shall be put to death, whether small or great whether man or woman. So you ain't getting no gender favor to the men. If you're a wicked man and you ain't seeking the most high, you're going to be put to death. So it's not always about the sisters. You know, we just want to make that really clear. Yeah, the women are off. The real, yeah, the eaves are off. A lot of the eaves are off, but you always can find an Israelite show where they're talking about the woman. It's Eve, that Eve. She's wicked. What's the scripture say? A wicked woman is given to a wicked man as an inheritance. So if you got a wicked woman, guess what, Negro? It's because you're wicked. Because you're wicked. How about that? And I know a lot of Negroes are not going to like that, like the guest 10 that was typing in the room. Man. I mean, he should, he should, work, should be able to appropriate the money. That's a Negro that's out of his mind. <laughs> that's a Negro that's out of his mind. Man, if you want to go around, you know, Dropping babies, like, you know, he's Mr. Pac-Man or something, and just keep moving on. Give me a damn break, man. Hey, Tasha, that. Huh? Just go out, yeah, because I believe open eyes are, are muted. But uh, I wanted to just bring out a scripture just to, you know, to land me back what you had said. Deuteronomy 17, verse 6. 
at the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. No, give him an a ice cream uh, birthday party. Put to death. He that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness he shall not be put to death. Verse 7, the hands of the witness shall be first upon him to put him to death. And afterwards, the hands of all the people, so shall, shall put the evil away from among you. And this is what's getting ready to happen. This, the most high, you think his spirit that he's pouring out on people just going to be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get over it. We'll get over it. I wish I could deal with it. He's going to put his hands on you, and he's going to use them to do it. Yeah, guest 10, um, you still post some nonsense in the room. Uh, I just posted the number in the um, room. Um, call in. Call the number that's on the screen, that's 10, and um, state your claim. The number's on the screen, 724-444-7444. And I know you can hear me. Stop talking behind the scene and call in. We'll use you as a catalyst because you're going to get cut. Um, we're reaching out to um, New Jerusalem, the the, the Israelite scholar, um, the mighty quiet, sir. Khan Shaw, the Israelite scholar, New Jersey. I see him on the line, but he's not saying anything. Anyways, I'm going to take it back to um, Illinois, um, Mr. Um, Tigerfist. Yeah, I'm still here, brother. Uh, I'm still here. No, I came in kind of late because, you know, Chicago time is different from the time there. So when you were saying 8 o'clock there, it, it just not a few minutes ago got 8 o'clock here. Right, right, you know, right. You know, Midwest. I agree with you fully, man, because, you know, I've as as a matter of fact, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say it, I was one of them children. My dad stepped out on me and my mother, you know, and um, got with some old Greek woman and all that. And, and it's really bad. You want to say that you're a king and all that, but you got a peasant mindset. You know for a fact, if you truly Israel, it's, it, you, you have a part to play. You got to be example to your son. Now, if your son, for instance, see you, you saying you love mom, you constantly arguing her. The only time he see you when you got your hand around her throat. And then some of these guys are so bold, man. They'll they'll have a prostitute or something right in the middle of the neighborhood, you know. And they and they want the child respect them. You have to present yourself a certain way. Even the scripture said for a woman, go to a go to your husband that's well learned in the ways, you know, because you can't trust a lot of preachers and stuff. And I agree with the the point where you said uh. The guys got to get it together. I wasn't trying to jump down on the women. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Since we're talking about the guys today, I look at it today. You got a brother. Let's say sports. Sports ain't nothing but a slave plantation anyway. I'm gonna keep it real with you, okay? You get that brother. I notice a lot of them now. You down with a sister? You down with a queen when she's struggling, going out working, doing everything for you? The minute you get your little money, you make the NBA. You forget all about the sister. You know, but you got you got this uh, Edomite child. That's your child, which really ain't your child. 
the only we have to come to the truth. The truth is, you know, as far as brothers, we have to realize we come from. Okay, I realize some brothers had a bad thing with a woman, but like you said, a horse man, an evil man, his inheritance is an evil woman. A lot of brothers don't appreciate. Well, well, I don't know what that is. Don't appreciate a good sister. If she not out there shaking her behind, acting fool, he he feels that's not a sister. That's exactly the one he should be walking away from. You know? But I, I agree with you. I agree with you fully. You still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, you know, it's some great sisters out there. I look at, I see a lot of them. Well, up here, a lot of them that's in the truth, and the one, when they come with the truth about pagan holidays and all that crazy, like, these are something wrong with her. She crazy, she crazy. And I'd be like, man, that sister got some Maybe you need to be there and check it out. They don't want that. They want somebody that's more like the world instead of the way that uh, Mahayasha want them to be. Mahayasha want them to be and everything. <laughs> This is what I know, brother, from experience. Now, I've been all over the world, Central, South America, Europe. Right. Right. I've been all over the world. Now, when you first, when a brother first meet a woman, a sister, if that sister has not been involved with another man before, Uh when she falls in love with that man for the first time, that woman will literally do anything for that man. But yeah. when she when she encounters a wicked Negro that mistreats her, treats her bad, then she becomes defiled and um, perverted, and sometimes some of them never come back. So, I mean, we can't always blame the women because there are some good women out there. Oh, there, are some oh. good, um, there are some good sisters. They may be hard to find because, you know, <laughs> their minds are so damn messed up and discombobulated. <laughs> No, I'm being yeah. serious, man, because their 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 moms are messed up. So, yeah, you know, what does it say? Jeremiah um, 44 and 16, or 16, 44, as the mother, so is the daughter. So if the mom right. is wicked, then the daughter is going to be wicked. But if she, you know, she came from a solid home, good father, and I'm talking about now, there's so many Israelites, you know, that's coming up around the world and in America, there's no reason that you can't raise your daughter in the truth and make her a modest woman. So don't say that there's no good women out there, man. That's true. You, you got to right. do, man. You're absolutely right. I, you know, and it's well said. You know, I, um, you know, like I look at my wife right now. She was she was around during the, the civil rights thing, the Dr. Martin Luther King thing, and you know all that. And what I admire, you know, what I admire most about her, when I came to her with the truth the first time, she didn't say, well, you know, I learned this from my grandmama and my granddad, they did that. You know what she told me? Maybe that's why they're not around right now. They didn't know we know. She said, but I'm going to listen. And that was back in 2006, you know. That was back in 2006. There's some beautiful sisters out here. You know, I agree with you. I was basically talking about the ones with the big mouth, don't want to listen. But you know what, at one time, we all didn't know what we know, so I'm more, you know, I'm like, okay. But right. some just unrepent, man. Some just ain't going to do it. You didn't see them. I didn't see them. I didn't even try to talk truth to some. I said, you know, um, I said, you know what? You are, you are a queen. You are a queen. You don't have to. I, it was a thing I put on my page. You trying to twerk to be seen instead of, instead of working to be a queen. You know what I mean? I said, you're royalty. 
if that man don't appreciate you because you ain't wearing this and you ain't wearing that, then don't worry about him because he done fell in love with an image, not you. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'll hit you with something else, and I'll hit you with something else. Okay. You, you, you could find a sister that's been out there in the streets, might have yeah. led a real wicked life. But right. the Most High still could put a spirit on her to change her. And, oh, yeah. you know, when, when a sister see the spirit of the Most High in you, she has no choice but to submit. If she see the true yeah. spirit, it is in her nature to submit to the yeah. spirit of the Most yeah. High. You like to understand and believe it or not. Man. I'm telling no, you what man, I know. You're right. You're right. Can, can. That's right. That's why I like talking to you. Now, you tell it right. You don't sugarcoat it. That's absolutely true, you know. And they out there, you know, I see them. I'm glad that I found my queen, you know. You have yours, and I'm sure it's a lot of other brothers out there like that. But shows like what you have is truly a blessing because we don't have that. A lot of things that's on TV are just keep you stupid. Your show bring a lot of truth and a light, you know. And I've been trying to tell more people, you know, if they own here, you know, listening, that's good, you know. Um, it's stuff like this, you know, talking like the way you're talking That'll do a lot of good for our people. You're not going to find it on Maury. You're not going to find it on Fake Jew, Jerry Springer. You're not going to find it on Steve Wilkos. Because shows like that, they always have. And this is true. Something to make our people look bad. Yeah. Those shows are not trying to show the good side. They'll tell you Black History Month. What's the first thing they do? You started off as slave. They don't want to tell us that we kings and queens, that we own the, at one time we ruled the whole earth because we will become wise and say, I ain't got to sell drugs. I'm supposed to be a father to my child. I'm going to quit making all these babies. I'm going to take care of the one I got. Even though me and the mother may have problems, I'm still going to be a father and try to be a better husband. You know, most of all, uh, you know, walking the ways of the most high. Shows like that don't do it. Like these, uh, they got this show called uh, Preachers at L.A., Man, that show is so messed up. It's all about money, money, money. You a preacher. These women in love with these preachers, and they obviously got three, four, five different women. But like you say, they not in the truth. They don't know. And even when you tell them the truth, they don't want to hear it. Not to get off the subject, here come this line holiday, Easter. Now, here it is. You a parent. You've been telling your child all day life. If you lie to me, I'm going to beat your behind. But here it is. You're going to come up there and tell your child a rabbit girl to lay chocolate eggs in front of his, in front of your door. When you get in the belt to chastise your child, you need to get an extra, extra heavy belt to hit on, put on your own behind. You know what I mean? But like you said, when the parents are okay, it does reflect on the child. You got good parents, you're going to have good children. That's, that's a good thing. But unfortunately, my dad wasn't always in my life. In fact, he's not in the United States. My dad lives in Baram, northern Israel. Okay. He, he, he had me, my brothers and sisters, told my mother I'm coming back and never came back. And we're talking about back in 1957. That's when I was born. So another man had to raise me. My grandfather, rest his soul, and he brought me into the truth. You know, I'm thankful for him. He's no longer around. But, I, you know, I thank the most half for shows like yours, you know. I was, um, I would just, you know, it's my hope that, you know, the brothers that's not saying nothing, that's listening, this is not to break you down, but it's to wake you up. The scripture saying, Isaiah, speak loud and spare not. Sometimes it takes a little tough love, a little roughness, you know. We have to, us Israelites, we have to come and tell, brother, hey, man, you're messing up. You mistreat our women, you're going to get dealt with. 
Didn't nobody have no problem with that when Farrakhan said it. Uh, Malcolm X, he said, you mistreat our sisters, we're going to deal with you. But now when one of us said, don't nobody want to say nothing, it's not right. Man, come on. You know, I'm going to believe in the words of the Most High instead of the words of a man or a so-called man that sent him, you know, sent himself as a priest. I know the book of Sirach tells me, um, Sirach 26, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that have a virtuous wife for the number of his days or double. So don't tell me I can't find a virtuous wife. Yeah. You, you keep getting wicked women, and I'm not talking to you directly, brother. I'm just using the word you. I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. I understand. Because you're wicked. Because you're wicked. And the most high keep giving you a wicked Eve. You know? Absolutely. I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the other thing, like Esau, Esau, come on, man. Esau is not causing us to go out here and be whoremongers and all of that. You know, no. Jack has become so wicked. He's taught the wicked man wickedness. Mm-hmm. He's wicked. Jack is wicked, but no one wants to talk about that. He's wicked Israel, right? Yeah, Cain, Cain, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That You know, I had planned on calling and listening in, but, you know, I just, I, you know, I wanted to put that in there. But, you know, you pretty much, and some of the other brothers, too, you know, uh, told out of them, they they got, they saying some real good stuff. I just wish more hey, people hey, would participate. Hey, give me one second. Hey, Kahan Yakin, are you still there? I'm going to mute this dude. I guess he called in from Fayetteville. This one that was talking all the stuff about, hey, call it from Fayetteville. I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, stating we don't have to um, work. And, hey, your, your line's open. No, no. <laughs> your line's uh, open, caller. Okay. Okay, yeah. All right, so uh, see, this is the problem with uh, that I'll be having with which certain shepherds. They get so they get so agitated when somebody uh tries to confront a, a small snippet of their entire lesson. Now just like the uh the the gentleman that, that was just talking, uh I don't disagree with abusing women and going from woman to woman. That's something that, that ever since I've been in truth I don't do. And then there's other a whole lot of other stuff in, in, inside this lesson that I agree with. And then, but then there's uh, some fantasy. Let me, let, me, let me say this to you, brother, not to cut you, but if you think that you're not supposed to take care of your wife, you're not in the truth. Nah. You're not following I'm the I'm in the truth. I'm in life. the truth 100% all the way. No, you just think you're in the truth. You're nah, I don't, think, I don't think There are your scriptures That's what I'm trying to tell about you your obligation to take whenever. care of your wife. So you're not in the truth. If you think you don't have to take care of your wife, why are you You're a non-believer. Okay, so like I said, that's not something that uh, I think. I, I, what I said before, whenever uh, I tuned in, I tuned in a little bit late, and I tuned in on the part where the, uh, the teacher was talking about broke men are wicked, equals wickedness. No, no, that's well, not what you typed in the room. You typed in a room. You said, "You typed in a room." You said that the teacher, you know, he was talking about Kahan Yakanai, saying that broke niggas seduce women, and they do. And I ch- explained to you what he was saying in the room. He was talking about the Negro that goes around that don't have a job, don't have a place to live, and then he go and he shack up with the woman and mess her life up, and then bounce along. Now, and you twist the words around and say, yeah. "Well." 
Uh, what does it say? A, a man has to be successful. That's not what he nah. said, brother. Man, that is what he said, man. It, it, I, I, I hope this is recorded. I think it is. And uh, I'm going to listen to it Well, he's on the line. I, I know exactly. Are you there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you weren't listening attentively. You started off with saying you called in late. So, I mean, right there, that, that, that's really fascinating. That's all. You, you said you called in late. So you didn't yeah. hear uh, you didn't hear totally what was said. And that's why Ecclesiastes 12.13 tells us to hear the conclusion of the matter. And, and so you're really speaking on something that you really, you haven't noticed. So when you talk about you hope that it's recorded, hopefully you'll go back and listen to the beginning of the message before you call in with this. That's right. Well, I was, I was challenged to call in, you know what I'm saying? So that's 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 not my fault. But uh, what I'm saying is uh, when I called in, I heard uh, broke men are wicked and all this stuff, but you but you cleared it up. Hey, 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 you were talking. Okay, okay. You cleared it up. You got to finish it. You got to finish it so you can respond to what I'm saying. I didn't even say it, but go ahead. I'm going to let you okay, finish. Okay. 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 You cleared it up and said that uh that you were talking about wicked men who are broke instead of the other way around. Broke men, uh, that that means that they are wicked. What, what, what we were speaking on, the, the title of the show, do you know what the topic of the show was about? I, I don't see. True. No. I don't, let me see. I don't see uh, the, the title of the show. You don't see the topic of the show. Everybody on this call knows what the topic of the show is about. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just history. heard him say it. He said he's, he's talking about the topic of the show is the wicked men of Israel that abuse, that uh, women, that are being womenizers and not taking care of the family. That's exactly in the context in which I brought that out. Yeah. Yeah, the topic was actually about, um, you know, lust and pleasure and whoremongers. That was actually the topic. And it was specifically um, pointing towards men that's actually been going throughout Israel, you know, impregnating sisters, messing sisters' wives up, and then just bouncing, moving to the next sister. So that's why when the brother um, Tigerfish started speaking about women, you know, I just, you know, respectfully let him know that, yeah, we know that a lot of sisters are off as well. But tonight's show is about men because, I mean, we're always banging on the sisters. If you ever listen to the show, we come off on sisters very hard. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, you know, there's a lot of men that's off. So, we're, I mean, and the priest wasn't saying that, you know, all broke men, you know, with it. I mean, that's taken out of context. I mean, what he was saying is that there's broke men, you know, that go around with wicked intentions and just trying, you know, sleep with this woman, that woman, and then get the woman to support them. All of their different wives taking care of them instead of it being the other way around. Okay, that's, that's why um, Obadiah cool. brought out that a man has an obligation to take care of his family. That's why they be bringing out scriptures like that, brother. Right, right. Tom, that's a, that's a, I'd like to say something real quick. Now, uh, not, not to cut you there, but when we do these shows, uh, brother, you know, in all humility, when we do these shows, we actually do a collect effort. You know, it's myself, I'm Brother Obadiah. It's the priest, Shachanon. You got the priest, Tazadah. We got another brother. Uh, up in New Jersey, Shaw. It's like four of us. Uh, you got the brother in Durham, uh, the other brother, Shail. Uh, it's four or five people on the call. And when we do this, we do like a lot of times when we have a topic, we do a contextual thing and a topic, and each person just gives a little bit of what the Most High has given to them to share with the people. 
that's why when if you when you go back and listen to the whole call, you're gonna see that we are we've been talking about this for a minute. And like I just wanna the only reason I'm saying that because I'm going back to what the priest was saying. When you came in, you came in late on the call. And so by you coming in late on the call, you only heard part of what the priest was saying. Because Tazada always announces the shows that when we first start. If you got there from like 8.03 from the time we started, you would have known already because he'll do an announcement of the show. Tazada usually open the show. He talked for five or ten minutes, start addressing some of the things we're going to talk about on the show. And then the priest comes in. Then priest, I can speak. By you coming in late, I'm not saying, we're not saying it's your fault that you came in late, but by you coming in late and then giving a comment saying that we're doing something off, that, that, was, uh, that was error on your part. You see what I'm saying? Because you done made a statement now that we were off, and you didn't even hear all of what we presented. And like I said, it's four five us, and we all together. This is your Howard Camp. So you can't make a statement like that without uh, going back. You no, know, not to be harsh or nothing. We're not trying to get on people. Get on the brother, but I just I'm want saying, to but, but I, I heard a clear statement that said they, uh, the men go to the, the women with nothing. They go to the women with nothing. Ten, twenty times mm-hmm. I hear this saying that. You see what I'm saying? So now, uh-huh. if we're talking about you the one with the house, you the one with the job, you the one that pay the bills, you know, how you going to accept a, 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 wicked ne- a wicked Negro? Broken wicked don't mean the same thing. Well, I'm saying broken wicked don't mean the same thing. That's what I'm saying. But, brother, 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 you're not listening, brother. You're not listening. We were talking about wicked men. Yeah. Yeah, brother, what what, what you're missing, brother, is that um, he was suggesting that the man is wicked or the men are wicked because they do this with this sister, then they leave, and they go over there, and they mess this other sister up. Then they leave, then they go over there, and they mess this other sister up. They got two, three, four wives. And not looking, out for, not looking out for any of them. That's wickedness, man. That's wickedness. Right. And um, also Hebrew mindset. Let's let's go back to all the stuff we said. Let's get some of these stuff in order. Let's talk back to that statement. We talked about the Hebrew mindset and what it is like for our people according to Scripture. And according to Scripture, a man is supposed to work, have a job, and support his family. We brought that out, First uh, Timothy 5, 8. We brought it out, 2 Thessalonians 3, 10 through 12. Shael brought a scripture out. We even talked about at Shael mentioned Adam in the garden. He had to work. And uh, Jeremiah 29, you get a chance, you read that. Jeremiah 29 talks about uh, building houses, plant vineyards, all these different things. So the scripture says for men to labor and to work. That's the That was the mindset, and that's where the priest was coming from, not just on the level of, well, if you don't have any money or you don't have a lot, you're evil. No, you got to go back and listen to all those things that were, that were saying. He was just saying a lot of sisters, you can tell this man is operating incorrectly according to Scripture because he come to you with no job. He, he got two wives, two or three children that he, don't, uh, that he doesn't pay for or that he doesn't take care of. And that's, that, was the, that was the notion that he was making. That's the context. Again, this is, it's four or five of us. You can't come in a in a, okay, in a so conversation. So, so, so you're not focusing on, on, on holy men. You're focusing strictly on wicked men, basically. That's what the show is about, brother. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I listened to it again. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, you know, I wasn't trying to be rah rah. It's just that, you know, when I when I when I addressed it, I, uh, it's uh, Tazadaz was talking about. I'm, I'm uh, 
twisting twisting it up and stuff like this. So, and I clearly heard what, what was said. God, God. Let me give you a scripture, James 119. Wherefore, my, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. That is. God. God. And so you know who said it, Yachinah. I read it to you out of the book of James. James wrote it. God. God. Yeah, let's continue on with the show because a lot of times, you know, the enemy of work, man, is start confusing. Yeah, see, see, that's what I'm saying. See, see, you keep saying enemy like I'm the enemy. I didn't say you were the enemy. I said the enemy, man. Now, you starting to sound like a hit dog. Yeah, but you've been saying that whole show, Lee. We said the enemy. You know the devil's the enemy. Satan's the enemy. You got a deceiver. We're not talking about you necessarily, brother, unless you are. (laughs) Now, are you my enemy because we tell you the truth? Call and call and get in. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, because I tell you the truth now, brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the, the, despite the scriptures that's um, being brought out, um, you know, um, the, the brother don't seem to be um, adhering to any of the scriptures. And notice that the brother has not quoted one scripture to support anything that he's saying. It's so emotional based and it's feeling based. He has not cited one scriptures. If we are wrong, then show us the scriptures that saying that we are off and what we're saying that a man has an obligation, a direct <laughs> responsibility to look after his family. And I'm going to unmute you, brother, and allow, we're going to be quiet and you're going to bring out scriptures to disprove us saying that a man should not support his family and a woman should take care of her man. I want to see that scripture. You're unmuted, sir. Okay, fine. Okay, well, I would never uh, attempt to uh, uh, disprove that a, a man is not supposed to take care of his family because I already know that's what he's supposed to do. I'm uh, suggesting that... Um, since the women did not work back in the day, and just recently in the 70s that they have taken over the workforce along with the uh, Mexicans and all whatever and everybody else and all this stuff, and jobs are limited and things like this, and then you have a person who has worked for Satan his whole life, and, and then... Am I going to be able to finish? Who who that talk? I'm not sure who that is. I have a lot of lines I'm muted here. Okay, so, so all right, so uh, then you got you got um, a, a, a somebody who's worked his whole life for Satan, and then you know has has nothing, right? So then he come back, and then he finally find out who he is, and then come back to the law, statutes, commandments, and have the uh, correct testimony of Yahweh Shah, I mean, of Mashiach, right? So then you try to work. And 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 you're doing everything you're supposed to do according to Yah to, to please Yah, but but Yah has not put upon you the ability to 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 attract income. You see what I'm saying? So you're telling me we're just supposed to keep ministering uh, for for Yah the rest of our life, broke right? But then never have the companionship of a woman. And and not and not get married. I'm not talking about bouncing around fifteen fifteen thousand different women and stuff like that. I'm talking about one woman. No, no, no she that's has that's a job and a car and a house and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that's not what we're saying at all, brother. And um, what we're saying again is that you know a man has an obligation to take care of his family. 
And if the spirit of the Most High is moving on you, he will give you that ability to provide for your family. He provides for the bonds. Mm-hmm. You know? so how much for... greater is man? Wow. Con. Yeah, this, uh, again, this is uh, Brother Obadiah. I want to read something to you. And I'm going to propose a question first. Now, one of the things is, would the Most High ask you to do something that you can't do? You know, let's just take it from that note. Now, I mentioned Jeremiah 29 early. When you go to, when you go to the book of Jeremiah 29, starting at verse, says, oh, the mighty one of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, because this is talking about you being in captivity. Right. Okay, okay. Okay, we ain't talking about in Jerusalem. We're talking about in being in captivity. He says, whom I have called to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. This was during the time of being carried away and being captive in Babylon, which we kind of are now in a modern-day Babylon right to this day. Uh, Jeremiah 29 and 5, it says, Build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them, right? Now, who is he talking to? Is he talking to the sisters <coughs> to go out and build a house, uh, to, to go and plant the garden, or is he talking to the men? 20, Jeremiah 29, 6 says, Take ye wives, and begot sons and daughters, and take wives of your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. Uh, not diminished. And the reason that I brought this out, because the Most High has given the men a commandment here to go out, build houses, plant vineyards. That's a sign, man. That's saying, go out here and take care of your family. Before, and notice how he says, build a house first, plant the garden first, then he tells you take a wife. Because scripturally, and, and we bring a lot of other scriptures out to prove that, that's the way it was in the Hebrew culture. If you understand the Hebrew a little bit, you get, you'll see that. That the house had to be established first, then you got the woman. See, a lot of times when we say things like it's hard for brothers to get jobs, it's tough for people to do certain things, that brother really don't need to take a sister yet. A lot of brothers just immaturely, right. and, uh. and and they're immature. They don't understand the, the Hebraic mindset of the scriptures. They haven't really been studied deep in this thing, and they just feel like because they got an attraction to a woman uh, and they see a woman that they may want, that that's the most high telling them to go get that sister, but it's not. Uh, scripturally, you need to get your stuff together first. You don't go in her apartment. You don't go in her place. You don't go nothing dealing with her. She's the one that comes to you. The Most High said, build you a house. He said, plant you a garden. That's work. You got to go out there and toil the land. Same thing he told Adam and all the way down through history. You got to go out there and work with what the Most High has given you, the abilities he gave you, and provide for your family. Then when you got these things in place, then you go get a woman. You see what I'm saying? But it, But like we was bringing out before, Today's time that we're in now, we're a bunch of abstract thinkers. You know, this is what this wicked man has taught us. So we're running around here disorganized, and we're doing things that are not scriptural. We just get a sister, find a sister, marry that sister, date that sister, even if your intentions are well. Even if, like you said, you're an Israelite brother, you just came into the truth, you realize you're an Israelite and all, but you haven't been married yet then you need to go ahead and start walking in the Most High's law, statutes, commandments. That's one of them. That's a command from the Most High. Go out there, build you a house. Get your stuff together. Get a house first. Get yourself situated. Then you go get a sister or an apartment or something just showing that you're trying to perform the Most High's commandments and do it right. And that's why we bring out that First John 5 and 3. 
and, and five and two and three, where it talks about we know that we love the most high when we love the children of the most high, because you got to love your wife, love your sons, love your children. And, that, and that's lack of love for them when you don't care what you bring them into. You're not concerned with whatever, wherever you live, and then you're going to go get a wife and children and bring them into a mess. Why, don't you think that it makes more sense? Because we read the scripture, but just even in your own mind, logically, don't it make more sense that a brother go out and establish himself first? More job. Okay, so I can. It's my turn. Go ahead, brother. Okay, so uh, now, yes, absolutely. That, that makes more sense. Now, then, when you uh, uh, apply the situation, right? Uh, right. After after a lifelong uh, dedication to Satan. And you didn't even know you was working for Satan. Well, I feel real bad for you right now, but you're doing okay. I'm just saying in general. See what I'm saying? So now, so now, uh, your your work record is is, is ruined or some something like this, and 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 then you live around the the clan who, who just destroys all jobs. I mean, I don't I don't get it.
They just come into the truth and think I'm just supposed to have, you know, just walk up, make fifteen dollars an hour, and everything is well. But right, or, or win the lottery or something, something like that, something crazy. Right. But but see, brother, you still, we, you know, numbers fourteen and eighteen gives a description of that the Most High does not clear the guilty. So if you woke up tomorrow, let's say you've been selling drugs or you've been doing all kind of off stuff, and you woke up tomorrow that you're an Israelite, you still got a portion of that punishment on you. It's still there. Now, he'll forgive you, and he'll help you from, from that point on, but you still got to be humble, man, and accept whatever the most, whatever door the Most High opens for you. And what I've learned is a lot of brothers, they don't want to accept what he's giving them. Just go down to work construction or work at McDonald's or just find a, well, I ain't going to say McDonald's, all that pork up in there, but find a, a just a regular job or maybe do some janitorial work or something just to start off. A lot of brothers, when they're used to making that fast money, and they come to the truth, they just don't want to humble themselves. You see what I'm saying? But the issue uh, that I do, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out. I'm going to go ahead and do that, you know, and, and fill out another 700 applications. But uh, I, I think it's going to come through, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate the, 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 the pep talk and all that stuff. Sure, brother. Let me say something real quick. Please, this is Carl. Let me just interject real quick. The brother, you know, he, he misunderstood what I said earlier. And I just want to let him know. That the most high will relocate you. You know, if that, that situation, uh, if you had a place and the people. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah, okay. I think y'all can uh, might have got uh, cut off. Yeah, got booted. yeah, I just got booted off, so I had to call back. Yeah, yeah, he probably got booted off. Yeah. But what he was saying there was that the most high will relocate you a lot of times. You know, just, again, it's a faith issue. If you trust him, man, trust, believe the most high, you start following his law, statutes, commandments to the best that you can, then the most high going to provide for you because he knows our hearts and our intentions. Now, the book of Proverbs 18 and 1 says a man, it talks about, I want to read that, read one more verse to you, brother, and then I'm going to let the other brothers uh, shed some light. But the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 1, it says, through desire of man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermingleth with all with And like the priest was saying, like relocation, when you desire the most high, you want to do right before him, he's going to give you the wisdom that you need to get some work. You know, trust me on that. Like I said, brothers been on brothers been in the truth a long time. A lot of brothers was all wilding out before they came to it. And over time, the most high allowed them to, have a, to find a spot to where they could start over. You see what I'm saying? So I just want to put that to you, man. If you really desire to be right and you want to do this thing right and you want to uh, go out, get you, get, get, get you a, a place established and get married and do it the way the Most High said, he will provide. It's just it's on you, 50-50, man, like I say all the time. With the Most High, it's 50-50. The more you want from him, the more you have to give to him. He says, if you draw nigh to me, I draw nigh to you. But we can't make excuses. We just got to take what he gives us. If you get a, any job they hit you back with and they tell you, yeah, we'll take you, then you start there. You go in there and let the character of the Most High show when, in your work. Don't be lazy. Don't be dragging your feet. Just work hard. Do the best you can unto the Father until something better come along. But start, start you know, where you can. So you get your foot in the door and let the Most High uh, have his way. He'll open up something for you. Philippians 4 and 19 says, But my power shall supply all your needs according to his riches 
in the glory of Hamashiach Yahweh Shah. Mm-hmm. If you live according to as it is written, the Most High will provide for you. I'm going to tell you something firsthand, man. I have a cousin, the guy had been to prison two times. For um, and, and one thing that you Jake's got to learn to do, man, is stop putting all your damn business on these damn applications. He had been to prison two times, man, for um, narcotics and the last time for violence. You know, done a combination of six years. And he kept trying to apply for jobs. So, you know, you know, you know, a man go to prison do his time, man. You shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be untaxed anymore or anything like that. You shouldn't have to be punished anymore by them not hiring you, saying you got a criminal record. So I told him, listen, man, stop putting down there that you've been to prison. You know, if they want to do a background check, then you go ahead and do it. Just don't put it there. You know, uh, and he stopped putting it there. And he got a job working at the Apollo, man, making great money with two felons, with two felons, man. <laughs> you know, so basically, I told him, listen, man, pray on it, and then you go ahead in the Apollo, man. They don't just like anyone. They didn't put him in their own security, man, and making great money there. He blew that because the Negro turned back into the world, and he blew that. So, I mean, this was a man with two felons, man, in New York City. And the Most High blessed him with a, the best position that he ever had in his life. The Israel messed it up. You know how he messed it up? Chasing women. Having sex with women in the Apollo, letting them in on the basis that, you know, he would, they would have sex with him. They caught him first time and warned him. Next time they fired him. Now he's looking like mud again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, James, the book of James, chapter 1 and verse 8. It says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You see that? And if you back up to uh, James 1 and 7, it says, But let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Most High. So the key, and the reason I said that, the key to this thing is keeping the commandments, staying focused on the Most High. Don't allow yourself to fall into temptation in this process. That's what the other, once he got started slipping up with them women, he lost his job. You know, and again, it's fifty-fifty with the Most High. What you give Him, He give back. You know, you you put forth the effort. Don't be double-minded. Stay to the stay to this truth. Keep going like you're going. Keeping the commandment, and uh, and He gonna open up a door for you. You watch. It's never failed, man. All these brothers been on this call. We know we know a lot of people, and every brother that ever served the Most High sincerely from his heart, put forth the effort. The Most High never let that brother fall. Never. It's only when we don't do our part, then that's when he takes his hands off us and don't help us. In the scripture, I mean, sir, I know someone made a little gesture when I said about the birds, you know, um, you know, the most high provides for them. But, I mean, I was literally paraphrasing in the scripture on the book of Luke, the 12th chapter, you know. Um, when you read the book of Luke, the, the, the 12th chapter, you know, it, it tells you that, that, you know, consider the raven, you know. The Most High provides for him, you know, and, and you know how much greater, you know how much greater is man, you know, than than the um the barns, you know, consider the lily, he's over that, he goes in the womb of that, man. So I mean, man is, is the greatest. He made Adam the ruler of all things upon this earth, man. So you know how much greater you are if you live in according to His will, He's going to bless you, man. But like, that's right. Kahan Obadiah is saying, you have to believe it, man. You've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. 
And that was Peter's and them problems Then they was on that boat with him. He said, oh, yeah, little thing. I'm going to stay, but I don't want to have my car no bitches. Okay. Stay
Khan. Uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, and verse 3, it says, Yahweh will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away his substance to the wicked. Because so, if you are a righteous person, the Most High is not going to allow you to go hungry. Verse 4 says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. So, it's, it's again, just going back to what was said earlier, like the brother was talking about, getting out, hustling, trying to do things on your own. But the, 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 whole, the whole premise to this is staying diligent. Staying diligent. If you stay diligent and continue uh, to do the best, the best of your ability, uh, before the Most High and keep his ways, you're going to be blessed, like Tazadok said. And it, the rest of this says, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Verse 5, he that gather in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, let me add that, Claudia, Obadiah. Yeah. Young brother, young brother, let me tell you something. This is a Claudia I was raised in the truth. And on uh, Quran over there, read Scripture, James 1 and 8, I became double-minded. Uh, I went to prison. I did fair time. In my midst of fair, in my term, during my time of fair time, that I came back to the laws and statutes of Yahweh. When I got out from the fair penitentiary, it's like Yahweh cleaned my records. I don't have a record. I'm a supervisor for, um, for a big corporation. They run my record, fair, state. It's like I've never been in prison. So Come on. when you return, when you keep the laws, I, it'll do it. And Obadiah, they'll tell you, I ran my own business. I made over $100,000 a year. I walked away from the business. I walked away from it. So when you keep the laws of the Most High, he will give you the power to what gain wealth. So I just want to share a little testimony with you, Art, to be encouraged. That, that you guys are brothers when you get some strong testimonies, man. Or you line up with the word. But you can't be double-minded. That was my downfall. I came out the wound. I came out the wound in this truth. I'm like a fourth-generation Israelite and also a fourth-generation hell raiser, too. So so be encouraged, brother. Be encouraged. Hey, well, can y'all hear me? This call out y'all can Yeah, the book of Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, chapter 2, verse 7. Ye that fear the most high, wait for his mercy. And go not aside lest ye fall. Ye that fear the most high, believe him, and your reward shall not fail. Come on. Ye, ye that fear the most high, hope for good and for everlasting joy and mercy. Look at the generations of old and see, did ever any trust in the most high and was confounded? Or did he abide in his fear and was forsaken? Or who did he ever despise that called upon him? For the Most High is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, and very pitiful, and forgiveth sins, and saveth in time of affliction. Woe be to the fearful hearts and faith hands, and the sinner that go two ways. Come on. Come on, yeah. That's what's up right there. So, you know, it, the brother was reading Sarah, the second chapter. I mean, that's perfect. It's impossible. It's basically telling you if you write, you keeping his commandments, man, studying his word, doing what you're supposed to be for the most high, it's impossible for the most high not to help you. But if you that sinner, you're going two ways, you're double-minded, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Old Testament say if you are too opinion, <laughs> you know, if you that Negro, then uh, need, you don't need to expect anything from the most high. 
But if you're diligent on your game, man, putting forth your effort, taking care of your side of this contract, because that's what we're in as Israelites. We're, you're in a covenant agreement with the Most High. And you're reading uh, mm-hmm. Romans 9th chapter, you read Romans in ninth chapter, all the promises in that book go to the children of Israel, every single mm-hmm. one of them, including Deuteronomy 28, including Leviticus 26. All those promises belong to us. But you break the contract and you break the covenant when you participate in sin. That's First John 3, 4. You become a transgressor of that covenant, which is also our government. And when you do that, you out, you kicked out the kingdom. So the Most High does not supply for you. You're not even considered his child or someone uh, that he governs when you don't allow yourself to be governed by his word. So you keep them commandments, and that's where the blessings are at. If you don't do it, then, you know, you can't be. But but like I was saying earlier, you got a lot of brothers on this call. They've been in the truth for years. They've seen all type of stuff. And I got one thing I wanted to say. I got a brother on my job right now on the same job I work with. He started there. He, he had uh, some, um, he had just, matter of fact, it ain't like the brother had been, you know, two or three years. But, I mean, he had just got a criminal offense. He came up there. He went to the temp service. He was going through different temp services just trying to do work day at a time. And he wound up coming to our job. And they didn't even want to hire the brother, um, to be honest, because they waited I don't know how long before they took this brother on permanent. I think it was something like uh, like a, right at a year before they took him on permanent. But the brother came to work. He kept working hard, kept working diligent, and it seemed like the most high just put the man on the job because the other every time they would get another guy that would work that they thought they were going to hire, uh, them, something would happen to them, brother. They missed work or something would happen to them. But this brother just stayed diligent. He just kept working, just kept coming, and they went on and hired that man. And he got a fresh criminal record. <laughs> a fresh criminal So, it, again, it's just that diligence, man, that diligence and, and trusting the most high. And just going at it, man, and just keep believing them, man, keeping the commandments, living right, and he's going to do it. Hey, Con, let me uh, uh, tell the brother to, to shoot Tyler Doctor's number, man, so we definitely can highlight the brother. He right there in Fairville, you know? Con. He said, give, give you my number? Yeah, shoot the Tyler Doctor. All right, shoot the Tyler Doctor. You know what I'm saying? Right now? No, you gotta do it now. I mean, you can do it. You ain't gotta do it over there. You know, you can just shoot it to him through an email or something. You know. Yeah, yeah, okay, I do that. Okay, come on, right. so be strong. Can you right. come out to the school. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, you. Anyone else got anything? I mean, no, I'm, 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 always humble by, uh, I'm always humble by those. Those invitations, though, that I, I I really do uh, adore uh, the, the famous. I call them famous camps. So I, you know, I, I really am. Humble. But uh, you know, there's there's just something that that I can't reconcile with with some things. You know, like I, for example, like I'm a virgin birth believer. You know what I'm saying? Well, brother, we not we not gonna let that brother stop us from from, from fellowshipping. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Right. You talking you talking something to y'all and crazy like, other than that. You know what I'm saying? To that we we can talk about that private. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, we we historic in here. You know what I'm saying? So definitely we can go into the history. I don't know for you uh, ever went into the history of who was your teacher for us, uh, a church, but this show here is not the time for that. But this shoot try to dock your information. You know, okay. Uh, let me, and uh, like the brother Shia was saying, 
you know, just to, to reiterate that, I mean, again, he said it real beautiful. I mean, we don't let little small, like little small matters of doctrine and stuff like that separate us from obeying the Father. He said, gather yourselves together, O nation, not desire. You know, are you going to get kicked out of the kingdom of the Most High because you don't believe in the virgin birth or, <laughs> if, you know, or something like that? I mean, at the end of the day, that's small potatoes. Like the priests always say, we need to deal with salvation issues. You know, Hamashat, you think or imagine now, all the brothers that you know in the truth and all the people that believe different stuff, do you think every one of them got it right? No. When Hamashiach come back, he's going to straighten out a lot of brothers. Been in the truth for 20 years. He's going to be rebuking people and straightening a lot of a lot of doctrines that we have come to know. He's going to be straightening up because a lot of brothers believe what they believe based on what they see in Scripture. But if it's not a salvation issue, brothers just ain't outright breaking the law. I mean, again, we need to just leave. Either leave those things alone or have a discussion, a civil discourse about it amongst each other, like the brother was saying, in closed quarters. You know, we meet somewhere and discuss these things, but don't allow that to be something to say, well, I'm not dealing with them brothers because they don't believe in the virgin birth or because they do believe in the virgin birth. That's no reason to separate from a brother, you know, on some stuff like that. We need to be right now on waking up our nation, keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, and the simple, basic, principal things that he's told us to do. And that's what we need to unite on right now. If we have deeper arguments with Esau and we stay with him uh, more so than, you know, you, we find out that we Israelites and we, that's a nation, man. You can't, doctrine, we cannot let doctrine stop us from accepting that we, we're supposed to be brothers and there's a love that you have one towards another that goes beyond uh, these doctrinal disputes that, again, like the brother was saying, has nothing to do with salvation. We know the curses on us, and we know that the blessings come through keeping the covenant. That's what we need to focus on, because these curses are real. These right. curses are real. You know right. that a Mashiach uh, came to a virgin birth ain't getting nobody no job. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% uh, in agreement with all that, 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it would stop uh, you guys from uh, dealing with me. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I don't. Well, you dealing with brothers? You dealing with brothers that have been through all type of links in the truth? You know, not that not that we brag or boast, but I mean, there's brothers on this call right now came off that came from Jersey to NC just to meet other Israelite brothers. Never known them before. A day in his life, jumped on a bus and came all the way down here just to see brothers. That, that mm. other Israelites. You're dealing with brothers on the okay. call. I'm talking about myself personally, me and the priest and a couple of us and uh, a couple of us that's, that's on here right now. We went all the way to Greensboro from where we are in the Raleigh, uh, like the Raleigh-Durham area, clean to Greensboro just to sit and talk with one brother about coming to salvation. You know, you're dealing, like I said, it, you know, not that I'm bragging on us, but I'm just saying, We've been we've been doing this and we're true to it. You know, we're not leaving, not just gonna abandon a brother over a doctrine issue. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of brothers aren't used to to what is real love according to the scripture. You know, yeah, keep it and going out there for one soul. A lot of brothers is all on YouTube fame right now and, and they you know, can't do anything unless it's a crowd of people around. But you know, we ain't them brothers, you know. We about unifying like the father told us to and wherever he sent us, that's where we go. And we're not going to separate unless he tell us separate. And there's some scriptural evidence of it. 
Okay. Well, I'm 100. percent I'm, I'm, I'm whatever y'all want to do. You know, I've been with it. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've known I was in this life for five years, so you know, I've been, I've been waiting on somebody to say something. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the brother said, just contact us, man, and uh, hit him up, and yeah, so we can all keep in contact. But, but we do this uh, radio show Wednesday nights at eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Tyler, uh, he, all, he he should he should recognize my name is Devon Amio Olds. He should recognize well, it. I'm in, I'm in all the groups on there. You know what I'm saying? He don't talk much. He just drops drop knowledge and leaves. I don't know if he's on there now. Now, Father Dog got thousands of people that he's talked to, man, all the time. You know, he's a very popular person, so he it may not be that he uh, know you exactly by name, but he deal with so many different brothers. But if okay. you leave him a link and and just you know just put in there the brother from the radio show tonight and hit him then he could get back with you. Oh, really? Time, time, man. There's so many people man be hitting me up, man. I'm with it. I mean, I'm, as soon as I called in, I was already on the um, Craigslist already. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to some other uh, work job sites and stuff like that and and uh, make sure that. Come, come. Well, what, what, what about that? What about the army base out there? That's in Fayetteville. The what is it called? The, the military base. That's Fort Pride. How far are you from that? Say it again. How far are you from Fort Bragg? That's in Fayetteville. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, right down the street. Yeah, you ever tried anything over there? Uh, not particularly. Not lately. In Fort Bragg, no. Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, he might be able to get a job in the PX, the BX, anything like that, man. I, right. I, I would try that, man. If you get one of those government jobs, you might be kind of set. I mean, it, you know, you don't go there telling them announcing that you're Israelites or anything like that. You, you know, know what? It's yeah, a great job. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never tried Fort Fort Bragg ever. So yeah, I need yeah. to I'm gonna try that ASAP. If you become a DA civilian, you'll be set. You get good benefits and all of that. Yeah, yeah. My my uh aunt she just uh what you call it uh retired what was that twenty five whatever Q twenty five or whatever it's called she just retired recently like last year yeah, yeah, like thirty five years the civilians literally make more than the people in the in the military you can yep, pay yep. more when you're a civilian yep my pops was a civilian all his life military. Yeah, my, my brother has a job as a DA civilian in California. She makes over 100 views a year. Let me stop lying. Yeah, I, I did have a job on uh, Fort Bragg at the Pope uh, Air Force Base, 23rd Squadron Warehouse. I was an inventory, inventory clerk. That was way back in the day. Good grace. See that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to utilize that. <laughs> well, I know that's a long time ago. I'm going I'm to I'm do everything I can to go ahead and try to... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, right. do order. I mean, that's what I've been messing up at. I was uh, doing things out of order, out of, out of uh, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be done in in this this first, then that first, then the, then the next thing. You see what I'm saying? I probably haven't been doing that correctly. Come on, bro. You know, any kind of way we can help you out, you know what I mean? We'll help you out. Because that's what we know brothers supposed to do for each other. Sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit you up on uh, Facebook. All right? Yeah. 
Uh, I appreciate All right, brothers. This is Kohar Yakima. I'm signing out. And I appreciate you, brothers, uh, that, that caller for calling in. I really appreciate you for calling in. Hopefully you get that here to go to the, uh, come to the school. Can you give me the address one more time to the school? That's 3019 Fayetteville Road, Durham, North Carolina, 27702. That's the Israelite School of Yahweh and Yahweh Shah. Uh, all right, uh, you got Yashala, 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 Yashala,